Thanks for listening to another episode of SNTR Presents. If you want to support this podcast directly, you can go to anchor.fm slash SNTR Presents to support it with a paid membership. You can do the same thing on my main channel at SNTRlive.com where all the videos get posted. As always, enjoy the episode. Hey, thanks for clicking on the video. This, if you didn't catch me live, is a past broadcast. So if you're looking for the thumbnail and the main topic, there will be a timestamp in the description as well as timestamps to all the variety gaming news. So if you're looking for Unreal 5 engine coverage about the super resolution, use those timestamps as well as other gaming news topics. If you're here in the live audience, let's do a little recap of what we went over yesterday just in case you missed it. You can see the videos there from yesterday. We started off with Overwatch 2 uh, Backlash, basically. Overwatch 2 gameplay drama. Very, very angry uh, esports professionals uh, and organizations about their decision to switch down from the 6v6 format down to a 5v5. It was actually a really, really good debate with the audience before we got into the 10-minute segment. So if you missed that past broadcast, be sure to check that one out. We also got into micro-gaming news very late in the stream, but we covered the Knockout City game looking like a really, really good game uh, with respect to being sort of a hidden gem. So we kind of read through a review of that. Xbox Series X seems like there's some sort of an error going on with requiring maybe being always online concerns. They're trying to maybe sneak something in. So we looked at Xbox's sort of response to that, waiting for official word from Microsoft on what these error messages that people are getting, what they mean. And then we kind of read through hopes and aspirations for cyberpunk DLC. So that was everything yesterday in the main talk show stream. Then we jumped into more Days Gone. So again, if you missed that, check out that past broadcast of the PC gameplay. We've been trying to hammer away at that. Now, I don't know if we're going to continue to play Days Gone on this main channel once games like that start to lose interest with the main audience as well as YouTube. We might start kicking those play sessions over to SNTR Gaming and use that channel to finish games and have fun Friday nights with Hilly or other special events. There's the short from last night. I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. There's so much gaming news and so many things we have to cover today. On the docket, we have a lot for you. Uh, The focus topic is Unreal Engine Super Resolution. This Unreal Engine 5, we're going to be breaking down the details of what Super Resolution as a feature is going to allow them to do. This is good news for a lot of the games that we all want to play, but we want to get that good performance out of them, and this can tend to happen. You know, brand new consoles launch, and then the technology comes behind updates and games can't run as well because they're doing way too much so that kind of got my attention first and foremost so i want to break down those details for you Uh, then the micro topics for later there's other information about unreal engine 5 we also want to go through the install size of just the tool itself uh, is potentially going to make all future games really, really big. And that could be another issue to consider with limited install space on these consoles getting eaten up a little bit faster in the coming years as games start using Unreal Engine 5. Then we want to go through the announcement about Far Cry 6 gameplay. We will be covering that 
on Friday when it happens, as well as wanting to kind of look at is this game going to be a continuation of the same themes of the other Far Cries? Because they have been very different with New Dawn and then the title before that where you're like fighting against the preacher and the people. Yeah, that one was crazy. So I am very much looking forward to Far Cry 6 with... Um, the villain we got uh we got a really really great lineup of of a cast as always uh in those in those games and then horizon forbidden west that's going to be huge for friday that's going to be huge for tomorrow we're going to do reactions we're going to look at the trailer but today i want to make sure and mention some of the haptic controls and the dual sense haptics that you'll be able to get with the ps5 controller in Horizon Forbidden West because that game is going to get a lot of attention. 14 minutes of gameplay tonight in the state of play. Look for my short, the short videos I like to do. I am going to do my reaction very briefly and then the next day we're going to be breaking it down. Now the other thing to keep your eyes open for is gameplay on this channel in the afternoons. We want to show off Horizon Zero Dawn, the first game, on the PS5. I haven't checked it out yet. I played it on PC. I played it on PS4 a really long time ago. So we want to see what exactly kind of performance can we get out of that game this afternoon. Also, in these morning sessions, when you get here right away, there's a lot of ways that you can support the channel, and we really appreciate how faithful you guys are that are here right at the start of the stream. Obviously, RageousRoast.com, we have that up for the intro, but all the various commands are there. Whatever shirt I'm wearing, I'm recording this the night before. Whatever shirt I'm wearing, you can use the shirt command, order yourself some coffee, or consider joining Joining with the join button or the join command is a great way to support this channel as we've branched out into variety coverage. We have figured out how to kind of get things to rebound, but those of you that do those paid memberships is a massive amount of support for the channel. Also, be sure to check out our Discord. Use the tip command if you want. Check me out on Twitter. And we do have brand new merch with the gaming joystick as well as that handy dandy fancy microphone over there in the corner those are all the various ways you can support the channel but i want to say this if you're here every morning lurking listening treating me like a radio show if you're in the chat and you're keeping things moving and you're faithfully hitting that like button we greatly appreciate that just make sure every day to go through that ritual check your subscribe uh, bell button if you don't want it to be turned off or set to personalize make sure it stays on all so you don't miss any of the content that we're covering, any of the things that we're doing. I'm trying to keep the flow here very, very good. We don't want to really slow down. So every morning we've got the talk show, the presents, the polls, all those things, and then in the afternoon pivoting over to gameplay. So even if you're just here lurking and we're getting to kind of carry you even over into that next stream or when you come over to us with gaming, it's a huge, huge help to, uh, to the channel. Uh, as always, get the like button going real, real strong right now. And uh, the live version of me will be here in just a minute.
Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. Sorry for the little bit of a delay there in the start. This morning, I, I was I were trying something with the recording, like a greeting, like a recap. <clears throat> oh, excuse me. Like a recap in the morning to kind of kick things off. And I was getting coffee. I was getting I was getting my coffee. We're trying we're trying another flavor this morning. And uh, we are we're, we're this is for the Frickmas roast. We're making sure we want to make sure like both my wife and I try it. And I was like, it was taking me longer because it's in like a different container to scoop it out. So appreciate you guys so so much being here at the start of the stream. Almost a hundred likes already on the video. Thank you guys so much for being faithful and being here at the start. Obviously, when we cover gaming news, the uh, the starts are going to be all over the place uh, with different topics, different interests. And those of you that tune in every day, no matter what, we appreciate that. What's good, Feed? Previously on X-Men. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Previously on SNTR. Thank you to everybody who interacted with the short video last night. We, uh, we appreciate that as well. That is something we try to do every night. We are, uh, I don't, there, I think there are people that don't like those. I notice when I put those up in the evening, we do lose some folks, but I think that's just because there are still people that just don't, um, they don't like the changes to YouTube, you know, YouTube offering live streaming, YouTube offering, uh, short videos. And so we appreciate those of you that enjoy that content, uh, leaving the comments and all of the support, um, and then that's just a great way for you to know what's coming. The, basically, the next 48 hours are going to be kind of crazy with all of the information coming out. Today is a bit of a filler. We didn't have anything huge to talk about. I thought the super resolution from the Unreal Engine 5 was the most interesting aspect of the Unreal announcement. So that was kind of my pick. I was like, I, I think that's awesome. Uh, I don't know if everybody else will be interested in what this means. And yes, we saw Uncharted 4 coming to PC. Um, I'm not sure if we're going to start maybe making those kind of pivots. Like, I think the hard thing is, is I get everything set for the next day. I get all my thumbnails made and all my stuff. And then all of a sudden it's like, oh, wow, there's that's, you know, that's pretty significant news that Uncharted 4 is coming to PC. And after Sony's meeting, they're basically saying... Uh, they want to see a continued movement to getting their games brought over to PC. Um, and I, I, I think that's good news. I think that's good news for basically everybody. Uh, Uncharted 4, one of my biggest issues with that game was frame rate. If you went and played the PvP, the frame rate was amazing. They they chopped out all of the the, the, the frills and textures and lowered the resolution you know and uh you get like a 60 60 fps experience now obviously what that means is is that when you play uncharted 4 as they intended you to play it um as they intended you to play it the 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 frame rate was all over the place and it was truly uh, it was truly i think uh, one of the one of the weaker points of the game 
these big, huge, open, beautiful landscapes and lighting, and then, like, the, the frame rate would get real bad sometimes. Uh, it was like watching a dadgum slideshow. And that was back before I even played a lot of games at higher FPS when I finally, when I played Uncharted 4. Uh, so yeah, that could mean a Bloodborne port to PC. That's been something that people have really been calling for, uh, is, is bringing that over. And so we are, uh, we're, we're, we're hoping to see that happen at a pretty good clip. And what Eugene is asking, right? I, where are the PS5 upgrades? We're going to be playing Horizon Zero Dawn on PS5 today just to show it off. But the problem that we're going to run into, for me, is that game is still capped at 30 FPS on the PS5, which just blows my mind. I don't understand how they haven't pushed out any kind of an update. We're maybe hoping, and during their state of play today, they announce an update about that. Everybody was surprised in the Discord. They're like, I didn't think Lono played 30 FPS games. And I was like, what? They, I, can, I can go into the settings in Horizon Zero Dawn and change it to, you know, uh, prefer performance. Now, I can play it on PC and it runs great on PC, but, but the, the trend on YouTube right now, I was doing some of my keyword research. Everybody is searching for Horizon Forbidden West and then Horizon Forbidden, I'm sorry, Horizon Zero Dawn PS5 gameplay. People want to see the game on PS5. Why? Well, they're uh, they're announcing the next one for PS5, and everybody wants to kind of see what the first one looks like. And unfortunately, they haven't pushed out any kind of an update uh, for Horizon Zero Dawn, which seems crazy because it's on the PC right now. Obviously, a port is not the same as an update or a patch, to, you know, increase performance in the game, I just made the the wrong presumption. I presumed that when they, uh, um, hang on a second, guys. The monitor came off today. My monitor. It's, it's on the, it's on the, uh, it's on the, the place where all my stuff is. The little white thing. Like, I, I I think I slept like this, and the one sticker was like, I woke up this morning, was like half off. So, like, when I went to put my shirt on, like, I brought my shoulders together, and the sticker just came all the way off. So, I spent this morning rubbing that junk off of myself after, uh, after I was done showering. Big Switch Pro rumors have said their announcement could be today. They're announcing the Nintendo Switch Pro today, maybe? I'm telling you, the next couple of days are going to be insane. We're, we're not really sure, you know, how we're supposed to cover this. Um, as Sean said, that's the Daily Show conundrum. You have a show all set to go, and then boom, huge no- news drops. Right. Um, I, I, I don't know what you know, what we're supposed to do when stuff like this breaks. Like, I didn't know if, like, oh, wow, Uncharted coming to PC. Should we lead with that? Should I change the thumbnail? Should I change the lead story? Um, We might have to start to be a little bit more flexible about that. 
Um, I, I need to maybe abandon the idea that we absolutely must have a 10 with, uh, <clears throat> with like an outline written. When big news breaks, we should just shift everything to that. And last night I was just like, I've done too much work. I'm leaving it. You know, I'm leaving it as it is. Uh, and then over the next two days, today and tomorrow, we are going to try. We are going to try to lean into when things happen. Tomorrow we will be doing a stream in the afternoon. Instead of um, switching over to gameplay, we'll switch over to watch the Fire Cry 6 gameplay reveal. Uh, you got to get like a breaking news scene overlay animation. Well, I mean, there's that, but there's also just like if you're live streaming, you, you need to have your thumbnail, your tags, your title, and your description all in line for that. And we're just, we're not at a place where we can do that. Uh, what time of the year is the standard E3? It'll be like June, June 12th through the 13th. They're out west though, so they always do stuff late in the day. Uh, it's typically how it goes. Yo, what's good, Hellfire? Hope you and the fam are good. We are good, man. We we had a great night last night. I was building the kids' robot suits out of all the boxes from the Rageless Roast. They were very excited about that. Um, <clears throat> all the next few days is, is just E3. Well, it's like a mini E3 with all these announcements. People used to talk about games in the game store. I like things old school, physical for life. Oh, no. Gosh, no. Why? Uh, give me digital or give me death. Like, I don't need a freaking disc, dude. Just download that junk. Like, what? Like, no. I understand if you've got slow internet, you know, having to download a game digitally might not be your first choice, but I don't know, man. The the nature the nature of going and standing in line and getting a disc at midnight and all that, no thank you. Production's supposed to start in July for a mid-September October release. Yeah, I'm gonna do, I'm gonna literally do everything I can to make sure I get a Switch Pro because more than likely there's also rumors circling about Breath of the Wild uh, showing up during E3. So. <clears throat> I'm not looking forward to cutting my lawn with a strimmer as my mower broke. Oh, that stings. You hear Randy Pitchford said they're bringing crossplay to Borderlands and they had to remove it for PlayStation for Sony certification. I wasn't sure if Randy was just trying to like put pressure on Sony publicly. I mean, everything they got leaked about how Sony handles crossplay, that company, I, I don't I don't know what they're doing. Like they were they they were charging, I mean, Epic was basically paying millions of dollars to finally bring a fully cross-play version of Fortnite. Um, I think most daily news channels stick to their schedule when news breaks. Maybe cut and acknowledge. Oh, I love talking about breaking news with you guys live on the air. I wish there was a way for us to, to, to do that on YouTube. I have no problem. I've That's been really fun. Somebody slams an article in the Discord. I pull the article up. We read it and break it down. That's really fun. That's really why I tried to impress on people that weren't showing up anymore. It's like, man, you got to show up. It's a good show. Like, we do not have to be talking about 
destiny in order to have a good show like one of my favorite things recently is when we just grab a breaking news thing like oh man they just tweeted about this boom and then we just kind of chop it up those are enjoyable segments i i I like doing the micro news segment um that's been enjoyable as well you know having multiple news things to talk about every day we're feeding those over to the shorts channel and uh they're doing okay that channel finally had its sub count rebound um and those little videos are this that channel's a little engine that could you know Borderlands 3 was supposed to have crossplay, but Sony's being money grabbers. I mean, that's not even at this point. That's not even a secret, right? It's 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 not even a secret that if you're gonna try and do crossplay on Sony, they want you to literally pay for it. They're not just gonna let you do it. Um, I it's it's. I understand from a business perspective, like why they why they approach it the way that they do. But it's like at this point, you're all you're actually doing is is looking like a stick in the mud. Like you're looking like that one company that just won't play ball. You know, have a ticket running at the bottom of the screen with all the gaming news when something hits. Oh, we yeah, tickers like that generally. We've thought about stuff like that. We could think about a fun way to do that. We like having the relevant commands down there. Um, but we could have something else we could throw there every once in a while. Like if we feel like, you know, the, the, the news the news could scroll across the bottom. What's good, Agent Atwood? A five spot from Patrick Davis. I traded my 360 and all my games for an Xbox One and didn't pay a dime. Never going back to physical copies. Yeah, I just, I, I'm the same, dude. I am totally the same on digital versus disc, big time. We need 40 more likes to hit 200 likes, guys. Thanks for being here this morning. Uh, We are going to be talking about Unreal Engine 5 Super Resolution. What does that mean for games and performance? We do have also information about the install size of the Unreal Engine, what that will mean for future game sizes installed on your consoles, especially. Uh, and then Far Cry 6 gameplay has been announced as well as more details about Horizon Forbidden West haptic controls um, your shows are so much better without the Destiny talk the game is not what it once was I, yeah I've been I have been thoroughly enjoying variety I just have to get over the idea of like some days are going to be bigger than others and that was always something that if you focus on one game every day tricks you into thinking that like everything's rock solid when you go to variety you're going to have some big days and some low days like when we got early access to Biomutant the other day that was huge that was enormously good for the channel I mean that just kind of happened you know and Sometimes we'll just strike the right chord, hit the right note with a thumbnail and a topic, and tons of folks are here. And other days, you know, not so much. The cool thing yesterday, if you guys missed out on yesterday, it was actually really dope. When we started the morning segment, we were debating the Overwatch 2 backlash. I would say half the names in chat I didn't recognize. I was like, this is cool. There are tons of people on YouTube that want to come in and engage with a live show and I, I I hope a lot of them come back because it was enjoyable they had good insight into the game they had good you know good ideas I was like I this is the 
these are the fans of Overwatch coming in to weigh in. It was really neat. I was like, oh, wow. Like it's, This is exactly what we've kind of been wanting to have happen. You know, branch out into other subjects and, and meet new people. YouTube is an enormous platform. So I was really excited when I saw that yesterday. I was like, oh, dope. Look how many... I did not recognize a bunch of the names and they they and they were really polite and like the conversation was really charitable because people were disagreeing about the 5v5 thing in Overwatch and I was like, "Oh, this is pretty dope." It was a slower day, but at the same time I was like, "That doesn't matter if new folks are coming in. That's 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 the whole that's the whole thing that we've been kind of hoping to see, you know?" Um what is he asking? Can you update the current scene on the fly and break news if it happens? I mean, we we can, we can. There was a time where um there was a time where we would do a here's all the other things that we do and we'd like switch scenes. And I think that was back when we were primarily covering Destiny. So I think we could maybe try something like that. Um I think it works to just pull the article up. Like, typically, you guys just throw the article in Discord. I click on it, and we we discuss it. And that's a really, really fun time when we get to do that. I was more saying, YouTube isn't really equipped for me to suddenly lean into a breaking story, right? We're getting to a place where, I don't know if you guys have noticed this or not, we take those little four-minute micro segments that I do, and we upload those over there on what used to be the upload channel, and those little videos are doing pretty good. We could get to a place where, when a breaking news story like that hits, I pull it up, I hit record, I kind of chop up a quick on-the-fly video, and then we have a video like for that evening that we can upload. I can't upload right there on the fly because I'm streaming, but that is something we could consider uh, consider doing. I like doing that with you guys. That's always been really fun. Oh, woo! That was chalky at the bottom. That, sh- that shake was good, but I went a little too low. There's always that bottom, bottom part of the breakfast shake you kind of have to avoid. It's like no man's land down there, dude. And I, I went. I went too far. Never, never go full. Never go full of milkshake. Or breakfast shake, I should say. There's a political guy that does live reads of breaking news and he explains stuff. Why X caused this issue. You could do that. Record, push it to the other channel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We wanted to get into a rhythm where that even was a possibility of like taking shorter videos and shoving them over there. And we've been doing that all this week and it's been going really well. So... We're going to definitely be doing that during E3, so our E3 coverage is more than likely, <clears throat> more than likely is going to be a lot of that. Like, let's watch this trailer. Let's break it down. So Friday morning, tomorrow morning, will probably be a kind of a test run for that. It'll be like, hey, if you guys didn't catch it last night, let's sit here and interact with the 14 minutes of gameplay of Horizon Forbidden West you know, and that is something that will be happening all throughout E3, because I know primarily that's what people are looking for during E3, is they're looking for gameplay, they want to see the games, um, we need 18 more likes for 200 likes, if you're new here this morning, thanks so much for being here, we greatly appreciate you tuning in, uh, we got a lot of topics to talk about, and you guys are the ones that typically drive that, like, whatever you are the most 
interested in. Uh, we appreciate everybody being here. We're getting, you know, a, a, a good a good response from YouTube. We're getting an 11% on suggested, which means a good number of people here this morning uh, came in off of a suggested. So if you clicked on this video, uh, this is kind of what we do Monday through Friday. We've got our lead topic, Unreal Engine 5 Super Resolution, if that's why you're here. What does haptics mean? The DualSense haptics is the feedback that the controller gives you based on what is happening in the game. So when you're playing Returnal, there is like this almost tinkling sensation in the controller in one of the in one of the places when you're getting ra- uh, rain, like when rain is coming down. There are other things that the controller does that some people like and don't like, like the con- like the trigger stop halfway. It gives you uh, resistance. So what they can do with haptics is give you a more immersive experience, and they're going to be doing that in Horizon Forbidden West with the tall grass and stuff. So there was more detail that came out about that that we'll be reading about today. We thought that would be a good idea. We're like, well, Horizon Forbidden West is about to be super relevant for the next, you know, 72 hours. Let's make sure and cover it as best we can. So... Well, we, I, I, you could try liquid egg whites instead of protein powder. We don't keep any egg products in the home at all. Not even like a candy bar that has egg in it or is made in a facility with eggs. Our daughter has a severe egg allergy, so it's easier to not even worry about that, right? It's easier to not even worry about that. I wonder if today that should have been the play, if we should have just capitalized on Horizon Forbidden West. It would have been a little clickbaity, though, to be like, Horizon Forbidden West, state of play, it's tonight, you know? I'm, I'm, I'm dancing on the line of, like, being a YouTuber. Like, I'll, I'll do a short with a title that, like, makes you be like, what's he talking about? And then you click. Like, I don't want to be misleading, but at the same time, it's like, you gotta get people to click. You gotta put something in the title and thumbnail to get people to click. And I thought about that last night. I was like, I wonder if we should have just totally just doubled down on Horizon Forbidden West tomorrow, even though we don't have much. It could have been like a Horizon Forbidden West, everything we know. I didn't have time for this, but that might be... In the future, we might think through that. Like, when we know there's going to be a big game reveal, jump in front of it and get a bunch of those early searchers. Because, like, everybody's coming to YouTube right now and probably searching for Horizon Forbidden West gameplay, Horizon Forbidden West, you know, state of play. They're looking for that, and then you can, you know, you can meet some of those folks. You got to be careful, though. Like, I don't want to go full bore into, like, being clickbait, and they're like, well, you're putting stay to play and it's not until tonight, you know, because tomorrow that's what we're going to do. We are going to be chopping that up and looking at all the gameplay. And then Far Cry 6, we're actually going to watch that together because Far Cry 6 gameplay is tomorrow at 1230. So what we'll do is, is we'll take our morning segment and we'll do that live redirect take you guys over to a new stream a new title and a new thumbnail and you won't have to do anything and well unless it doesn't work because the live redirect is kind of all over the place um we'll do that for you it'll take you over and then we'll uh we'll watch that together so the last uh the last two days yesterday and today was a bit of a gamble i was like all right let's see what folks want to see and you guys responded very well to the overwatch topic 
we were just late to the party. That news broke last week. The Overwatch 2 5v5 pro scene backlash. So that was good information for us. It was like, okay, our audience likes talking about Overwatch. We were just late to the party. We should have jumped on that immediately. I was hesitant because last week we were in a complete freaking conundrum. We didn't know what was going on with the channel. Like we were trying to change stuff, you know, and so it was like we didn't we didn't jump on it because it felt a little risky. So yesterday was really encouraging. I was like, oh snap, our our audience likes you know Overwatch. So as that story continues to develop with the pros and their petition, and they're trying to pressure you know Blizzard to not do that with the gameplay uh, with the five v five. But today was another experiment. I was like, okay. Unreal Engine 5, does our audience care about that sort of thing? Are they like, hey, you know, I'm into thinking about game development or the technical side of things. Um, And I thought the super resolution was the coolest part of the announcement. So I was like, I'm going to do that. It even sounds kind of cool, like super resolution. And so we'll see. We'll see how today shakes up as an experiment. Um the things that tend to do the best with you guys and with YouTube is when we center around a game uh, because then we can put ourselves in that game directory. YouTube's kind of funky about that. If you want to be in considered gaming, you, it like makes you pick a game. I did notice some of these bigger channels, like they don't even do that. They don't put themselves in gaming and I'm like, well, I, you probably have earned the right to do that. So today, because we're talking about the Unreal Engine and Epic, I was like, well, I guess I'll put us in the Fortnite directory. Like we're not we're not playing Fortnite, obviously, but I mean it's 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 definitely related. The Unreal Engine allowed them to do a lot of cool things with Fortnite. One of the things that they did with the with the current engine, they were able to give consistent 60 FPS on consoles to people. Uh, and I was really excited when they did that. I was like, the more people that experience 60 FPS, the more people will reject 30 FPS games and start to demand better frames per second. And I was really worried when they started promoting Xbox Series X and the PS5. I was like, man, if they start talking about resolution and 4K this and 4K that, I'm going to be very, very disappointed because that's not... That, to me, is not nearly as important as FPS. So I was thrilled when all the early marketing for the Xbox Series X and the PS5, they were mentioning load time and they were mentioning frames per second. I was like, finally, start adding that to the game, the gaming world, you know, vocabulary. Get that on people's minds. Like, that is important. It matters. It really, really affects your... Um, it really affects your your experience in a huge, huge way. And if you experience a 60 frames per second game and you play it for a week straight and then you go play something that's 30, you know? Funny you mentioned Fortnite. I got a Fortnite ad before joining the stream a few minutes ago. Oh, nice, nice. Um, and so when I saw the information about the, uh, the super resolution, it got my attention. I was like, oh, wow. So they're, they're claiming they can give you you know 4k resolution at the cost of 1080p so they it's they're they're allowing it to give you a crisp more clear image and it kind of does this weird thing on the fly 
where it uses the previous frames to sharpen the next frames. It's it's crazy. It's like temporal something. It sounds all high-tech, like we're going to be time-traveling. I was like, oh my gosh, it sounds amazing. Now, the other aspect of this is that the install size of games is going to go up. So if you don't have the fast internet, you know, or you're running out of space on your console, these new games, you know, in two or three years, you're going to be downloading games that are going to be bigger. Imagine games bigger than what we're downloading now, for Pete's sakes. Yeah, I saw the Borderlands news, Sven, that they're trying to do cross-play, but they can't because of Sony. DLSS does that on all of the NVIDIA GPUs. Right, I saw your comment, uh, Paul, last night or this morning where you were you were explaining how that worked, and I, I find it so interesting. Okay. Mm. No, I don't think so. I don't think so. This is the other one. So we're trying flavors. I did just have my breakfast shake, so I need to get a little bit deeper into the to the mug here. Giggity. Um, we're trying, we, yesterday we tried a Mexican sourced coffee, this is Nicaraguan, and it'll grow on me maybe, it has, it has a taste, I'm, I'm trying to imagine, like, drinking this around Christmas time, and like, does it have that Christmas time of the year vibe, it's really expensive if we tried to do anything, like, flavored, like peppermint or whatever. Okay. Okay. No, it's good. It's good. It's growing on me. I'm gonna have. It's gonna be hard to pick between the two. They're very similar. You also have the AMD DLSS competitor Fidelity FX, which will be applied to all new graphics cards as well as the current gen consoles. Huh. They take a 16K image and they show it to an AI and they ask it to make a 1080P image. Looks like it. It's cool tech. And then make it a 1080p. Do you have a good recommendation for an external hard drive for your PC? Um, I, there's probably a couple of brands that people are going to say are worth getting. You're definitely going to want to make sure it's an SSD. And then, I, what is Seagate the one that people typically go for? Is there a Jamaican blend? Oh, I don't know. I, I don't know. The, the instance that... Um, uh, the the instance that we're in right now is we don't want to wait too long to pull the trigger just in case anything happens because we can't move Christmas okay <laughs> we can't move Christmas so if we're trying to do a Frickmas blend I, I can't move Christmas okay right I'm not a liberal politician. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. There is no war on Christmas. Shut the frick up. That was a joke. Okay? Everybody calm down. Anyway, I can't move Christmas. So if we take too long, then we're, I mean, we're we're going to be in big, big trouble because, like, we won't have it. You know? Like, hey, we got the Frickmas blend in February. <laughs> like, so we don't want to wait too long. So I don't know if they have any other flavors I don't know if they have any other flavors that uh, that they could send. I think these will work. They have like a, I don't know what to call it. It's not cinnamon, but because cinnamon in coffee is a is a weird is a weird like thing that some people might not like. Yo, it's good light leap. And so for me, 
I can't think of the word though. It's like it's got some kind of a seasoning in it, and it's good. It tastes good. It's got a good coffee flavor. Um, hang on. Like, yeah, like this one has a very good flavor, and that's what my wife said, Strider. She said, "Is it nutmeg?" And I was like, "I don't know. Could we get a flavor description?" You know, from them. I don't know if they have flavor descriptions, creature, for the Mexican beans and then the the Nicaraguan. I don't know if they have um, flavor descriptions, but that might help. Um, it 100% is not cinnamon, but that's where my mind goes. It's like there's some kind of a seasoning here. You know what I'm saying? There's something. There's something there. <clears throat> I need a I need a Chrome add-on that adds a gunshot sound when you ban someone. Right, right, right. Cinnamon coffee is one of my favorite flavor profiles of all time. Have you ever tried the one that I used to drink all the time, Jiffy Nano? H E B uh, Taste of San Antonio is really good if you like a cinnamon in your coffee, a cinnamon flavor. It's very good, very, very good. Anything Ethiopian is great. Vanilla and cinnamon is where it's at. Right, if you get too weird into flavors, this company, they're like, it's just going to be expensive. You're asking for like a, 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 they're going to have to do something specific instead of just getting a coffee that falls into a flavor palette. They have to create a flavor palette. So, hey, we're getting a great suggested ratio. So we probably want to make sure we address the new folks. Hey, if you're new, we appreciate you clicking on the video. You may have clicked on this because it was suggested to you on YouTube looking for information about Unreal Engine 5 Super Resolution. We will be talking about that. I have that I have that loaded in the hopper as well as other gaming news for you. It's a variety gaming news coverage show Monday through Friday. It's kind of like a live radio show that you can interact with. So we appreciate you being here. We appreciate you being here. If you enjoy this kind of content, you can hit subscribe and make sure if you're a new or longtime subscriber, always check on your bell button that it's set to all. They're still doing that. It's getting switched to personalize for people or off and then they don't get notified. Some people, it's on personalized and they still don't get notified. So check on that every once in a while. Um, I am a safe for work broadcaster as well. So you don't have to worry. A lot of folks just leave me on in the background. They treat me like gaming radio. You from Texas? I live in Houston. So familiar with HEB. I am not from Texas. I actually made fun of Texas yesterday. <laughs> no, a friend of mine, you might see him in here every once in a while. His name's Pico. He's been watching me since I first started streaming uh, and doing like Borderlands streams on the other platform. And he sent me like a care package <clears throat> really early on. Uh, really early on, he sent me a care package. And he is from Houston. And he sent me some taste of San Antonio. And I was like, I'm not a coffee guy, but this is amazing coffee. It is really, really good. Uh, so. <laughs> uh, here it is. He said, don't mess with me. Why are you timing people out lightly? Did he want to be timed out? Human type person. Can you ban, uh, you can ban my alt. Oh, it was his alt. Okay. That's just stupid. The one thing you are referencing, I think, is called Spiced. Yeah, it's good coffee. I just can't think of how. They do. I told them to keep them so you wouldn't judge based on them. Okay, well, if I could get the flavor descriptions now, that might make more sense of what I'm tasting. Of what I'm I'm tasting. Not a coffee guy, but has his own coffee. Oh, well, that was four or five years ago. I'm a coffee guy now. 
I was drinking that stuff all the time. I was always fully stocked. And then... And then whenever I started working with Player One Coffee, they sent me three different flavors. And I'm telling you, this Rageless Roast that you guys are ordering, if you guys haven't ordered it yet, be sure to order some. Rageous Roast. We pulled the trigger on the Dark Roast. Oh, shoot. I forgot to do that invoice. Um... Uh, we pulled the trigger on the dark roast and we're re-upping the light roast so if you haven't ordered any, be sure to check it out one of the reasons this coffee in particular stuck out to me it's the same coffee that we had with player one except now you're supporting me directly instead of supporting some other company uh, that wants to virtue signal on twitter, this has a balanced acidity which is one of the main reasons why it's so drinkable and so good we've had people say like I don't really drink coffee, but man, that's good. It's because of the balanced acidity. And the dark roast will be the same flavor, but instead of being medium-bodied, it'll be a full-bodied flavor coffee uh, because they're taking it up a notch with the dark. So, but it's the same balanced acidity, same beans, uh, same, you know, organically sourced beans. So it's not going to all of a sudden have a different flavor. I'm afraid to try your coffee. I don't have a coffee maker other than a Keurig. Well, you can get the reusable K-Cups, and then just... There you go. You know what I mean? There you go. First new member of the day, Joshua coming in. Thanks for clicking the join button. Enjoy your dope badge and emotes, your dope and deserve dope stuff. You guys can support this channel directly with a paid membership. We have five tiers, uh, and those give you increased access and privileges in our Discord server. Um... And if you uh, if you like Discord, you know, hanging out in a Discord, you can hang out in our Discord even if you are not, even if you are not a paying member. So, uh, but is it good in there? Will it lessen the experience? Uh, I have it in the reusable K cup every day. There's Bauer socks. Bauer has Rageless Roast. I use the reusable K cups all the time. They work perfectly. There's King Salty. Both of those gentlemen have ordered uh, Rageless Roast, so they can tell you. Definitely works in a Keurig. Only issue with Keurig is that sometimes it brews too fast and you don't get all the flavor. Oh, well, that's... Hmm. There you go. <sighs> Yo, good morning, uh, Idiot Genius Gamer. How are you? You can get reusable K-Cups for the ground coffee. I used uh, to have a K-Cup machine... Uh, so there's, yeah, there's all kind of people giving you, giving you testimonials in chat about Rageous Roast in a reusable K-Cup. So we appreciate everybody who's been ordering. Um, I think my wife printed out labels last night from the orders that we got. Um, I think, I think she came in here and did that. She might not have. There were six orders yesterday. We try and print those same day. So you get like a confirmation like that night that we're you're already working on the uh, the order. Uh, let me go in here and look. Let me go in here and check. My ugh no monster drinks. Oh golly, um, wow this website is so slow. Um, get the paper filters. Okay, no, the ones that were ordered yesterday have not been printed yet. So if you ordered yesterday, you should get an email tonight. Uh, and that's just my wife printing off the label. So there you go. Um, 
genuinely asking. Gonna sound stupid. What what is Unreal Five? Is that just the engine for games or something? Oh yeah, sure. So if you're unsure, like what all this Unreal Engine Five information is, when you play a game like Fortnite or Gears of War, it runs on an engine. Okay, an Unreal Engine is a very commonly used engine. It is owned by Epic Games. Now, one of the things they did recently is they made so much money on Fortnite, they allow, and they always have allowed this as far as I know, they allow everybody and anybody to use their engine to develop a game. However, instead of paying them a licensing fee to use the engine, you do a royalty share with them on your game. They lowered their share of that royalty about six to nine months ago or so because they were being so successful with Fortnite. They said, listen, we're going to make it even easier for smaller development companies to use our development tools. They don't have to shoot do as as much of a revenue share with us if they make a game in the Unreal Engine. So. I, I don't know what it was before, Paul. You know, if you want to tell me, it, wasn't it higher? Is it just now? Is it five percent now? It was higher than that before, wasn't it? So when you use their engine to build a game, you don't pay them licensing on the on the front end. You pay them a royalty share on the back end. Okay, which is great for them if you have a really successful game, and it's great for you if you don't have a big budget when you're building your game, right? And so the uh, the update from Unreal Engine 4 to 5 is significant. Oh, it's free if you put it on the Epic Store. Well, there you go. I mean, that's uh, that's that's pretty good deal. <laughs> that's pretty good deal because you know if they like your game, they might throw it on that free hopper, and then you get all that free publicity. Uh, it's 5% if the gross lifetime revenue exceeds this amount. Oh, well, there you go. So, so, uh, the update from Unreal Engine 4 to 5 is huge news for game development for a few reasons. Just about a week ago, we did a story here on the show about Gears 6 and how they didn't officially announce it. They didn't officially announce it, but... Gears 6 will be built in Unreal Engine 5. Okay, Coalition's announced they are going to be finishing delivering the existing plans uh, content for Gears 5, and then they're going to be going head down, you know, nose down, switching all of their tools over to Unreal Engine 5. Because that's what they want to build their future games in. More than likely, it's Gears, it's Coalition, they've got that relationship, they probably got some really, really early peaks at Unreal 5, and they're like, we're switching everything to that, because uh, early access for the engine just went live yesterday. More than likely, Coalition had already seen or had access to this new engine and thought, Holy moly, this is going to be really, really good for game development. The thing that we're talking about today, Super Resolution, is a temporal processing technology that essentially can give you a really, really crisp image at a lower processing amount. So they, the, basically the headline was, you can get 4K at the cost of 1080, which is ridiculous. So the technology is becoming more advanced, 
The only thing is, as you see there, one of our micro news segments today is going to be about Unreal Engine 5 install size. This is going to drive up install sizes, which, you know, I, that that's going to be an issue for some people. You know, you're going to run out of space. Two or three years from now, you're going to be going to download a game and you're going to say, I'm sorry, what now? How much? How much space is that game? They were talking about one of the demo games that is displaying and showing this off. It's like a hundred gig, you know, and that's just like a that that's like a tech demo, I think, from the article that I read. So install sizes are going to go up. You need to do another playthrough of Gear Four and Five. Gears Five was so good until the end. It was so good until the end. I thought Gears Five did exactly exactly what the franchise needed I thought 4 was just boring I was like I have played this game before I have done these fights before and then they fixed that in Gears 5 however the ending of 5 got super super set piece predictable kind of eh gonna Warzone's already 150 gigs what's another 100 <laughs> Yeah, I mean, what's another hundred? Do you ever do that? I, I, this is a terrible thing to do, but I do this. I, I am, I am that guy. Once you're spending so much money, you're like, frick it. What's another hundred and fifty dollars? Do you? Do, I do that. Once, once the bill gets so high, I'm like, who the frick cares at this point? You know, what's, uh, what's another hundred and fifty dollars? Throw it in there, Ted. Yeah. I'll take those gold-plated cables signed by Bono. I don't... Yeah, throw them in, dude. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? You just get to that tipping point where you're just like, just take it all. Just clear my bank out. I don't even... At this point, you know, come on. (laughs) You might as well round it up, bro. (laughs) Round it up. Just throw it in. Throw it in. That's fine. Yep. She'll ride. Yeah, I'll explain it to my wife later. I 100% did that when we were getting our house. It was just like, yeah, whatever, fine. It's so expensive at that point, you know what I mean? Remind me of this on our topic on our call today. Oh, I I can't wait. I know what we're about to sign up for. You're going to max out my credit card with these coffee orders. Um, We were, whenever we were getting the house, whenever we were buying the house that we're in right now, um... You're having load time issues? Oh, no, sorry, Creature. I was pulling up Stamps.com. Um, and the, the owner of the house, they had eight offers, and he picked us. He gave us first crack at the, at the house because he liked our family, and he had a daughter and a little boy, and they had a little boy in a little girl room, and he was just like, this would be a great house for you guys. So he liked us, and that's why he let us have it. It was contingent on one thing, though. He did not want the contract to be dependent upon appraisal, which worried my agent. She was like, ah, my real estate agent was like, that can come back to bite you. If the bank, if, if the house gets appraised for this amount and he's asking for this amount, the bank will only loan you what the house is appraised for, which means you're going to have to foot the difference as part of your down payment. And I was like, we have been preparing for this. I can't imagine it being that much lower than what he thinks it should be. He also is trying to do us a kindness here, letting us take first crack at the house. 
He's from the industry. He works in home insurance. He did great work on the house. Everything had been new. The roof was new. The water heater was new. The air conditioner was new. Like all the things that you're known that you're supposed to check. Everything was new. I told my wife, I was like, this house is going to go fast. Because when someone does that level of work to the house, I mean, it's, yeah, it's going to go fast. And uh, I remember just being like, it's fine, whatever. And uh, thankfully, the appraisal came back and it was the exact amount that he was asking for. And so we didn't have to all of a sudden like increase our down payment. But whenever we were getting ready to move over here, I remember my wife like talking to me about prices of stuff and 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 prices of the moving van this and the moving truck. I was like, yeah, it's fine. I was like, we're spending so much money. Who the frick cares? <laughs> Who the frick cares at this point? Just do it, you know? Just do it. What's that barrier? Uh, is that like a leak from some other site? PlayStation Plus. It's going to have... I'm not sure why you're showing that. Um, I'm sure there's a leak in there. Soul Snatcher says, My thing is, the argument with install sizes with console really shouldn't be an issue. With the ability to use external drives, folks shouldn't be making hard decisions on what to keep installed. Right, right, right. Look at the top. Dying Light 2, Stay Human. Oh, so is that the official title of the game now? Is that what I'm supposed to be seeing in that? Um, Didn't they already kind of leak that in a trailer? Dying Light 2, Stay Human. We're getting another trailer today. Oh, it's Dying Light's release date. Oh, November. November. Oh, November 16th. Got it, got it, got it, got it, got it, got it. Okay. I thought, okay. I wonder if that's a concrete date. Didn't they just recently talk about, like, did they had to delay it and they weren't sure? I mean, I, and, I'm going to be honest with you. I'm going to be honest with you. Any game release date that is in November or December, I'm like, I'm like this. I'm like, yeah, sure. <laughs> sure you are. Sure you are, dude. <laughs> Uh, we know he can't read chat. Sorry. Next time, circle him for it. What do you mean? What do you mean you know I can't read? It's in a different language, butters! Listen, I know it's a meme about me not being able to read. It's literally in another language. It's from some... What is that? Is it? Is it? Is it Spanish? I believe it's, it might be French. I don't know. You frick. Jiminy Christmas. Here's a leak from a German website. Can't believe Lono didn't take the time to read it. What a douche. She's like, what do you mean? What do you mean? You know, I just saw, is it Italian? I just saw Phil Spencer's good looking face and got really distracted. It was literally next to the title. There's like 18 things on that that picture. There's like 18 things. He didn't say, hey, look, Dying Light release date got leaked. He just said, he just put a picture, you know? That's Italian. Oh, yeah, I got a book in a property. Like, come on. Like, I'm just supposed to pick it up. Come in here and sell this food. That's how I remember how to say Enceladus, you know? Hey, come in here and sell this food. <laughs> the day, the day that I figured out how to say Enceladus was the day I insulted all Italians. It was, it was, it was, a, it was a triumph. It's a triumph for me personally. It really was. Um, that was the beginning of my downfall, you know. 
We're going to be on a two-year cancel cycle. Every two years, someone's going to be like, I stayed quiet about this, but it's time I save the truth. <laughs> Every two years, someone's going to have a story, you know? We made fun of Italians on March 4th, two years ago, and it just it was traumatizing, and I carried it with me all this time. Sure you did. Sure you did. Order some spaghetti, you'll be fine. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Peter, <laughs> Peter, you're not speaking Italian. Oh, that was so funny. That was a funny episode of Family Guy. He's like pretending he spoke Italian. <laughs> uh, the Unreal 5 demo went all out. Most games will be more optimized. There's only so much detail worth investing in for gameplay unless you're making a game for screen archers. Here's the thing about that announcement, all right? Here's the thing about that announcement. If if you're if you're familiar, this was a common problem over the past, I don't know, decade or more, all right? A decade or more, this was a problem. You would buy something new, a video card, a PC, or a console. And then, all of a sudden, out of the blue, the 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 guys that work on the engines or the video card architecture or the texture mapping or whatever, they'd come out and be like, we have this brand new thing that we can do, and it's going to make all your games look really pretty and run like garbage. So technological advancements were undercutting performance almost every time. It was so irritating. I remember that every time I would upgrade something in my PC, a month or two would go by, and then some new technology would emerge that was going to require me to buy all new stuff, or it was going to run like garbage, right? And so, when I saw this announcement on Unreal 5, that's what stood out to me was, this isn't going to undercut the new consoles and if anything it might even help the old consoles because if some of these games get developed for both platforms that optimization is going to be in a better place because of the things they've developed with unreal 5 unreal engine 5 demo fully playable uh it's fully playable i don't understand unreal engine 5 ps5 demo isn't a real game but it is fully playable Oh, were people asking, like, is that a real game they were showing off? I mean, it looked cool. I would understand why people would want to play that, you know? Um, I would understand why people would want to play that. It's uh, it, it looked amazing. So, if you're new to the channel and you, you found me through a YouTube search or a suggested video, a lot of new folks are clicking on the video this morning. Uh, this is a variety gaming news channel. Now, it is a live show, so I'm not going to spend four hours just talking about Unreal Engine 5, but we're glad you're here. We have other topics that were that are, that are planned as well that we're talking about. We'll be covering Horizon Forbidden West, the state of play footage, tomorrow morning. Uh, we'll also be covering the Far Cry 6 gameplay reveal tomorrow afternoon. Uh, we will be playing... Excuse me. We will be playing Horizon... Zero Dawn on the PS5 today in the afternoon uh, to show off the fact that it doesn't get a higher frame rate. Uh, everybody's looking for Horizon Zero Dawn 
PS5 gameplay, I think they're interested because the new game's on the horizon, no pun intended, and with the new game on the horizon, they're like, what's it look like on the PS5? I got news for you. It looks beautiful, but they didn't bu- they didn't boost the frame rate the way they did with God of War and Ghost of Tsushima. Um, to my acknowledge, last gen does not support Lumen or Nanite. So if you make something on Unreal 5, are they not going to be able to, to, to roll that down to the old platforms? Is this essentially the beginning of the end of the old platforms? Games launching in two and three years then. I mean, I guess that makes sense. 2022, 2024, I can't imagine a game dropping for both consoles, you know. PS5 update for Horizon Zero Dawn should hit today if I'm Sony. That's what I was trying to capitalize on, Lawrence. I was like, surely Horizon Zero Dawn is going to get some kind of an update. Come on, you know, what are you doing? You ported the dadgum thing to PC. Why is it locked at 30 FPS, even on the PS5? What is happening here? It says that the Unreal Engine 5 works on DX11. Oh, well, if it works on DX11, then they'll be able to make games for all the platforms then. Yeah, we'd be doing Dying Light playthrough for Dying Light 2. We could do that when we get closer to Dying Light. Yeah, I'm not playing Dying Light right now. But Dying Light 2, if we get a concrete, non-moving, non, non-delayed non launch date, then we could definitely play some Dying Light 2 on the channel. I'm actually surprised they didn't release a backwards compatibility patch, especially with the PS exclu- exclusive. Well... God of War got an update. It was literally an update that you downloaded. And I mean, that game is absolutely beautiful on the PS5. Holy frick, does God of War look good. That game looks like it was intended to look. I'm telling you, the minute you play Days Gone on a PC, or God of War after the update, or Ghost of Tsushima after its little update, it didn't get, it didn't get like a real big one like, like God of War did. Many of you play those games on a PS5, you're like, yeah, this is it. We've arrived. This is what console games should look like. Holy frick. They're gorgeous. And then I boot up Horizon Zero Dawn, and I go and I read that it's capped at 30. I'm like, what are you all doing? You added a performance mode for the PS4 Pro. You, add, you added a, a performance mode for the PS4 Pro. Wait, go in there and tweak that. Go in there and tweak that. You know, kick it up a notch for the PS5. Days Gone on PS5 is incredible too. Does Days Gone on PS5, did it get like a performance update? Does it run at 60 FPS? I, 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 didn't, I didn't do any research on that because I was just interested in the PC port. Ghost of Tsushima and God of War PS5 updates were basically the exact same. They unlocked the frame rate. Uh, no. That's, they're not exactly the same. The one for God of War did something with the resolution. I feel that they were pretty significantly different. They upgraded Days Gone and Not Horizon. Oh, so they did update Days Gone on the PS5. Digital Foundry says the PS5 runs better than a PC. Well, I mean, it, it depends on the PC, I'm sure, but... Yeah. Odd thing is, 60 FPS is considered crap now with 120Hz monitors. No, 60 FPS is not considered crap now. The average consumer does not have a television that can do above a 60 hertz refresh rate. That's the average consumer is not buying a 120 hertz television. You got to go shopping for that. You know what I'm saying? 
Days Gone is 4K60 on PS5. I'm fairly certain, Fuzzy, that we looked up the differences between the update for God of War and the update for Ghost of Tsushima, and they did more for God of War. Zero Horizon Zero had a lot of issues moving from 30 FPS to 60 on the PC. It caused all sorts of animation issues, so maybe that's linked to it. I mean, yeah, they went through weeks of patching Horizon Zero Dawn on PC. It ran real bad at the beginning. It ran real bad. I was very disappointed. <clears throat> 60 FPS is awesome. What's that person talking about? Well, you have to understand where that where where his commentary is coming from. Crispy Smooth is essentially saying to people that own monitors and play on monitors, 60 FPS is kind of like bottom of the bottom rung. M- most people expect 120 or higher now. You can you can get 120 pretty easy on TV with 1080, but 4K 120 is definitely not standard. Right, and a lot of people own televisions for long periods of time because it's not an that's not an item that you're constantly replacing. I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, if you if you polled the average American right now, number one, they're not going to know what the frick we're talking about. One twenty hertz, this sixty hertz, that. I also bet if you did an actual inventory of televisions across the country, just in the West alone. Um, Hey, somebody ordered some coffee like 20 minutes ago. Maximo, thank you for ordering some Rageous Roast. First coffee order of the day. You the best. I wouldn't be surprised if you did an inventory of televisions across America and it was like, no. Most people have a 60 hertz television. You know what I mean? But would anybody still be using, say, a 720p plasma these days? Okay, Zubair, you want to take shots at my 720, all right? It's a 60 hertz television, though, so I do get that 60 FPS goodness. But yeah, it's a 720. Yeah, I know you're taking a shot. I know. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. I can't bring myself to replace it. Number one, my wife doesn't want me to. That doesn't help. And number two, I, I got I got my dad's brain in my head. You know what I'm saying? My dad never replaced electronics just because he thought it would be fun. He did it when it was necessary. He had four kids, man. My dad made tons of sacrifices. He always had second-hand equipment. Second-hand TV, second-hand stereo, second-hand speakers. Never got anything new for himself. Always made those sacrifices for us. And, like, I don't know. I look at my TV. I watch elementary with my wife in the evenings while I'm working and before bed. I'm like, every once in a while, I'll boot up a video game and play in my living room. I'm too freaking busy. You know what I'm saying? So why am I going to go out and buy a brand new television? Like, you know what I'm saying? We, 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 we watch, we watch, you know, pretty basic, you know, TV shows on Hulu, you know, when it breaks down, that's when you replace it. It is getting a little funny sometimes. If there's a lot of like, if there's a scene of just nothing but like white, it can get like a weird, it can get like a weird, like, I'm like, uh oh, uh oh, kind of crossing my fingers. I'm like, oh, it's going to break. <laughs> uh, more are 1080 120 than you think most though are simulated 120 can you get TVs now with multiple 2.1 HDMI ports well that I don't know that I don't know thank you guys for 300 likes on the uh, on the video I appreciate it I can't think of a good poll question today we're not really debating anything so we'll only do polls if we if we feel that uh, it's 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 fitting 
um, we're not going to force it. Yesterday's poll, it's really, really weird. YouTube's been changing stuff. So yesterday's poll ended with like four or 500 votes and usually overnight it'll roll over and get a bunch more and it got like nothing. And it could be again that we waited too long on the Overwatch topic. I'm like, no, I think I think YouTube's doing something with polls. I think everybody started abusing the frick out of them, and now they're throttling polls and their exposure. You know what I mean? What's good, Hilly? Hilly, did you see my comment in Discord? Your daughter has the exact same curtains that my daughter has. I'm not kidding you. Identical. Uh, my wife like commented. She's like, did you see this? I'm like, what is that? And he's, she's like, that's Hill, that's Hilly's daughter's room. I was like, that's our, that's our daughter's uh, curtains. Overwatch is one single community, so I mean, I don't know, I don't know. I think if I had to theorize, okay, shorts have been crushing it this week. They're finally actually running ads on them again. I don't know if you noticed, creature. One of our shorts actually now, it actually now has money on it. They weren't. If you guys didn't know this, shorts are like really short videos that you can now watch on YouTube, okay? And it's essentially the TikTok, Instagram, stories-esque style content. Real short, vertical videos, okay? It wasn't in America yet, but you could you could get your videos to land on a shorts beta if you uploaded them vertical, if you stayed under a minute, and you like put like a shorts hashtag in the, uh, in the description. And so we were doing it, um... We were doing it, and it was like, it was stupid. It was so dumb. The videos were getting so many views. And we were like, man, this is like a new wave of interaction on YouTube. You know, people are people are watching these real short videos. And then all of a sudden, they just died. They weren't making any money. They were making no ad revenue, and they were getting no views. And we were like, what the frick is going on? And so last night's video and the, and the, and the few before it, have been just crushing again and so they must have updated it they must have updated it I also realized I could do thumbnails on them last night so I did a thumbnail on last night's video now it won't affect the vertical thumbnail uh, <laughs> there it is it won't affect the vertical thumbnail on on the mobile but it changes it on desktop and most of our viewers watch my content on desktop Look at that stupid thumbnail. I'm becoming a YouTuber, chat. Look at that. Look at that. I don't know what to do. Face thumbnail. Oh, I love it. I love it. I'm totally leading into it, chat. <laughs> I'm totally leading into it. I am. You will. You, <laughs> you're going to hate me in like a month. Every night, you're going to be like, what's this freaking idiot uploading tonight? Click. <laughs> You were worried? Oh, come on. Come on. It was, it was, listen, listen. It was a little clickbait. It was, but it was good. It was good clickbait. It was like, I don't know what to do. And it was like, I don't know what to do. There's too much gaming news happening right now. (laughs) That's how it popped up my phone. I was like, oh crap, what happened now? It worked. It worked. I told you. I'm, I'm it. I'm becoming a YouTuber, man. You know what's, you don't want to know what's sad? When a short video like that, 4.3k views, when it almost catches, it's catching up to the Overwatch 2 gameplay drama live stream. (laughs) When your short video gets more interaction and more views than your live stream that you spend 
hours getting ready for, preparing for, and making thumbnails for. <laughs> you were worried. I respect it. I appreciate that. I appreciate that. Don't hate the player, baby. Don't hate the player. <laughs> oh, yeah, it was fun. I had fun with it. I was worried. I thought you were announcing your retirement. <laughs> You'll be fighting Floyd Mayweather soon. Oh, I can't wait. I can't wait to get in the boxing ring and make a million dollars unless some guy beat me up. That's the life right there, dude. You know? I won, Dad. Like, my eyes swollen shut, you know? To be honest, I would lean into what works, get people in the door, and they'll stay for the good content. We're trying to do that. So, like, if you're new here, we do live streaming, and YouTube doesn't really funnel people to live streams. They're, they're, they're apparently working on that. They've got some things that they're cooking up, and I guess they're having a conversation with Doc Disrespect. I recently got invited to take part in a call um, about features for YouTube because we are uh, we are very very uh, active on YouTube, very consistent. Uh, we are one of the more consistent live streamers on the platform. And so we <clears throat> we are we are obviously trying to think through how can I lean into what works on YouTube, which is you gotta be a little clickbaity. You gotta have like a thumbnail and a title, and then to get people in the door. But once they're in the door, like I'm not sitting here doing like drama alert nation. Let's get right to the news. Like we're not doing that. We're not doing the cliche YouTube hit piece, drama piece, whatever. We're trying to be a professional radio show, podcast show about gaming. There's not a lot of them out there. Most of them are pre-recorded. Uh, most of them are awful. <laughs> most of them are, are not very good. So we are we are trying to straddle that line. Um, so with 500 hours uploaded every minute, you have to stand out. That's right. That's right. Um, so it was a good clickbait. Uh, that doesn't mean that I don't hate you for making me worry. <laughs> uh, and in, in three weeks, Lono's shorts will be filmed in the bathroom. He'll be showing off his dance move. That's right. That's right. That was a pretty good keem. Everybody, listen, listen. I'm one of the few people, and I know, and I know I'll get flagged for this. I'll know I'll get flagged for this. There, I, I like him. <laughs> He is, he's aw- he is awful. He is. He's done bad stuff, but I don't know. He may, he makes me laugh. And I know it's, it's like that artist that you listen to in your car and you don't want anybody to know that you like them, right? Like you listen, you know, to that, you, you got, you got maybe like a certain band or a certain singer and you don't want anybody to know you like them. I see his stuff and I'm just like, oh my god! I, I just laugh, I just chuckle, and I know, I know, everyone that people hate him. <laughs> people hate him, <laughs> and he he loves it. No one gets it. They don't get it. <laughs> they don't get it. It's like the more you throw at him, the stronger he gets. You know, it's like that movie. Little shop of horrors. And the plant's like, feed me. And the more you feed the plant, the bigger it gets. That's Keem. The more you throw at him, the more hate, 
the more anger, the more vitriol, even if you subtweet about him, you're feeding him. It like he's it's brilliant. <laughs> it's brilliant. It's the it's 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 gotta be. It's gotta be one of the best, best mockumentary like business strategies ever. Ever. He's gonna retire one year. He's gonna retire one year and he's gonna turn it off, right? He's gonna turn it off and be like, it was all a scam. I was just doing it for the I was just doing it for the clicks and the money. He's <laughs> like, it was all scam. <laughs> he's like, it's an act, you know? I you can you can I don't know. I feel like he break I feel like he breaks the fourth wall when like he talks about his daughter or like He'll post pictures and stuff of him hanging out with her. I'm like, uh-huh, yeah, uh-huh, yeah. You're not, you're not the, you're not the villain you want everybody to think you are. <laughs> I'm never gonna pretend that that he has, he has a, he has a squeaky clean career and a squeaky clean past. But at the same time, I'm like, most of what he does now, it's just totally, it's for the clicks, man. It's for the clicks. You play right into his hand. <laughs> Uh, so, uh, uh, <clears throat> we don't have a poll right now. We don't have a poll right now. Um, I don't know what kind of a poll we should put up. You know, it's like Logan Paul is way smarter than he lets off. I've not paid much attention to him. I mean, obviously he's, he like a couple things he did. I'm like, what the frick are you doing young man? Um, I always worry about the young men in the industry because they are they're in positions that most young men shouldn't be. And then they ruin the they 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 ruin their lives or they run with the wrong crowd like Biebs, you know, Justin Bieber. I'm like that's a young man, dude. That's a kid and we're all acting like, you know, it's hilarious to watch him self-implode. It's like that's a kid. You know, I don't care how much money he has in the bank account, it's still a kid. Um. <clears throat> so were you born dev or did you lose your hearing later in life <laughs> uh, there's nothing wrong with Nickelback most people only hate them because they're told to that's here's the thing about Nickelback right that became hating Nickelback became a meme do you know what I'm saying Hating Nickelback became a meme. It's not even about their good or bad qualities as a band anymore. It's not. It isn't. It's a meme at this point. If if, If you hate Nickelback, if you hate them, it's a meme at this point. I guarantee you, I guarantee you, they don't care. Do you know the do you know how much money they've probably made from the memeing? Because do you know how many people probably know their name that would not have known their name? Think about how long standing their relevancy has been extended because of memeing on Nickelback. Nobody would know who in the frick they are. Nobody would know who they are if it weren't for the memes. That that have been that have been here and gone, forgotten. He has a podcast. He talked about most of the things he does that causes outrage is planned for publicity. You may not like his methods, but he's kind of a marketing genius. If I'm telling you right now, if you 
can if you can masterfully navigate what Bill Maher called advertising, right? It works. And the funny thing was, Bill Maher coined that phrase. I don't know if that's original to him, but that's where I heard it, okay? Madvertising, he talks about that when when uh when 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 the when the Burger King thing happened, okay? The Burger King thing happened. Burger King sends a tweet that says women belong in the kitchen. And then they follow it with all these opportunities that they're affording to women to have a culinary career if they want it, right? And they, I mean, it, it, that, that campaign and publicity was brilliant. It was brilliant. You're just basically poking the woke culture bee's nest and just watching it go crazy. And then at the end of the day, how could you criticize them? Like it was, it was absolutely like some crack squad genius marketing team was like, I've got it. I've got it. It's a full, it's a foolproof plan, right? So Bill Mark says, you know, he called, he refers to that as advertising. And then a week or two later, Bill Maher does it to the very people, <laughs> to the very people that are apparently hip and cool and woke or whatever the frick word you want to use, right? He he takes a shot at streaming on the purple platform. And like and like a bunch of insecure children, they all promoted him and the clip. Bill Maher's clip of making fun of people watching others play a video game. It got millions, I mean millions of more people to see it than have ever watched his show. Why? Because people fell right into the plan. They fell right into it. Just too stupid to realize, like, you're taking the bait. You know what I mean? It's like shoving your hand in a bear trap and knowing that it's a bear trap and being like, I don't care. There, There's a treat at the bottom. And I'm gonna... It's this, it's this treat of of self-importance, self-righteousness, and judging others. And if I can just grab that for a few seconds, oh, it makes me feel important for a moment. And they don't care that they just fell into a trap. It's like, what? It's like, he knew. <laughs> he knew when he said that, what he was doing. He didn't accidentally... He didn't accidentally fall into that bit where he takes a shot at, 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 at it's watching live streams of video games. That wasn't an accident. It wasn't. <laughs> it's brilliant. I love it. My favorite thing about it is I, it's, like, it's like watching people who think they're really intelligent run in a circle. It's like, <laughs> you're moving real fast there. Good work. Takes a shot, gets traction, views swell, then he laughs all the way to the bank. Right, right, right. That's right. Yeah. How many people saw that? You know? How many people saw that clip and they're like, oh, I forgot about him, or I haven't watched his show in a while, or oh, yeah, I, I didn't realize he had a show, you know? Or, or, or the classic celebrity response, I thought he was dead. <laughs> you see that clip and you're like, oh, he, he's still around. You know? 
<laughs> and it worked. It worked. It's hilarious. Uh, it's my favorite. I like watching people waste their indignation. I love it. And that, that, circling back, that is why I love Keemstar. Because I love watching people waste their energy, waste their indignation, waste their false sense of self-righteousness and self-importance. I love watching them waste that on him. It's a waste. He is, he, he is just, he just e-gobbles it up. <laughs> he spits it out on the other end as, as, as impressions and money. <laughs> That's why I love him. You can hate him. You can hate stuff that he's done. You can think he's a terrible person. I don't give a frick. I he's he's chaotic. He's chaotic. He's what is he? Is he chaotic evil or whatever? I love it. I'm like, do it. <laughs> Get them all riled up. Do it. <laughs> Make them waste an entire evening debating you. Oh, it's my favorite. I, mm, It's tasty. I can taste it. It's like a piece of cake. <laughs> oh, that's why I, and I know, I know. I know there are people that will give me flack about that. They don't like him. They, they think he's terrible and I'm like, that's fine. I, I think he serves a greater purpose. <laughs> I think he serves a greater purpose. <laughs> uh, uh. <clears throat> it's his currency, right? He's driven pe- a few people almost to this. Just ask this person. Well, see, that's the thing. I don't. I do not have a laundry list of his misdeeds. I don't. I don't have a laundry list of his misdeeds. I just see him frustrating those people on Twitter, and it brings me joy it's as simple as that right I don't have his resume in front of me I don't I don't I'm not like well on this date in this year he did thus and so you know <laughs> uh, you should take advantage of this embrace advertising well the thing with advertising that works is you have to create armor you know what I'm saying? So when Burger King did it, they created their own armor. What was their armor? Well, the armor was very simple. It was, oh, this is actually a very good thing. It was a virtue signal in in wolves' clothing, right? It wasn't a it wasn't a wolf in sheep's clothing. It was a sheep in wolf's clothing. Everyone's like, oh my gosh, I can't believe they said that. And you rip off the wolf costume, and they're like, surprise, it's a good thing. And you're like, oh. Ah, frick. Like they tricked you, right? So, so the 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 uh, <clears throat> the the armor that they had was well. This is something that we're doing that is good for women, right? We're offering culinary career paths to women. Well, who's gonna criticize that, right? Other than some angry dude that is ignorant, like hey, what about men? Like shut the frick up, right? So. In his particular situation, or somebody mentioned Logan Paul. Do you want to know what their armor is? Volume. Their their armor is volume. Because they've reached a point where they can tick people off and do something for publicity. 
you reach a tipping point where any publicity is good publicity. You, you it, it, it just you can't shut them down. It's impossible unless they literally commit a crime and have to and, and then and then they go to jail or something or they do something truly reprehensible. As long as they dance on the line of controversial or being or being like of offensive, do you see? Well, their volume protects them because what ends up happening is everybody's just sort of like rallies around it. They're either watching them through anger or through support and their impressions and their money just goes up, right? It do you see do you see how it works? So Someone like me, I can't start advertising and being like controversial. You know what I mean? I, I can't be like a um, uh, a shock jock. These guys that tell jokes for shock factor, I-, I would not. I would not survive that. I wouldn't. I don't have the volume. You would. You would. You would. You would. Whatever we're rebuilding right now, I would destroy if I essentially tried that strategy. Does that make sense? So, I think it's hilarious. I chuckle when he's ticking people off in the evening. It's like he makes me he makes me giggle. I'm not going to sit here and act like everything the guy's done has been fine and it's totally okay. Same thing with uh, with Logan. It's like I'm not, I'm not going to sit here and defend what that guy did and some of his some of his statements and behavior. But but they tap into something that is equally destructive like what people did to me what people have did to others false accusations against young men have driven them to some of the worst decisions right and people act like it's not a big deal right so sometimes i'm like yeah it's good to see woke culture kind of get kind of get rope doped by burger king or bill maher or or keem you know what i'm saying i'm like <clears throat> that's hilarious <laughs> it's hilarious it's like it's like at the end of the dark night where the Joker is like getting rid of the the villains that he disapproves of. You know? You're not suddenly on the Joker's side, but you're like, Alright, yeah. <laughs> I, I'm kinda I, I I kinda like that, you know? I kinda like that. I, I like I like seeing the Joker get one up on the other bad guys. It's funny, right? <laughs> It's not like Joker is suddenly a good person in that movie. <laughs> Does that make sense? You can still like him and be like, yeah, he got one over on the villains. While still being like, but he's also pretty bad himself. He's pretty villainous himself. <sighs> What's woke culture? I mean, it's basically an easy way to refer to the the always offended the always offended brigade, right? The 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 eternally offended brigade. That that's woke culture. Everything's offensive. Every person deserves to be canceled. Every person has done something that they should they should be scolded for and ruined for. They literally live off of it, you know? They they live off of it. It's 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 what they it's what they they uh it's like it's like their currency now. It it's it's the cur- it's it, well the snowflakes gets overused. I don't like snowflakes. It's essentially professional victims, right? It's 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 essentially the idea that everything that everyone else is everyone else 
does is up for judgment, right? And what they do is perfect and righteous. The most dangerous people, historically, are people that think they are in the morally superior position, okay? The, well, we're woke, so this is now offensive, this is now wrong, this person said this 10 years ago, this person made this joke. Because, like, we're being woke, right? We're being, we're, we're on the forefront of progression and progressive thinking, and so th- this, this idea that everybody is morally inferior and deserving of judgment, like, Upper Echelon's video, the woke are eating each other. It's basically people competing for victimhood. Who's a, who's a bigger who's a bigger victim? Can I one up you on how offensive you've been or how many things I've suffered or whatever? It was a really good video because it was like it was showing how it's a race. It's not a race to the top. It's a race to the bottom. Who can who can claim to be the most offended? Who can claim to be the most um, you know, uh, damaged or whatever. The term woke's been hijacked and so far cry from what it was originally. Well, sure. Yo, thank you, Afri- uh, African Jedi, for the $5 tip through Super Chat. I appreciate that. It's competing for virtue more than victimhood. But they're intertwined, though, Eric, aren't they? Isn't it? Isn't it on a philosophical spectrum of standing up against the 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 oppressor and taking up for the oppressed and oftentimes taking on the mantra of the oppressed like they are the victim so like the virtue signaling is interwoven with claiming to be some sort of a victim or it, it it's funny how cultural appropriation gets thrown around right around a lot do you want to know what a lot of the virtue signaling is it's victimhood appropriation you're you're appropriating the 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 people that have been suffering or are offended or whatever and you're like, "Well, I'm going to take up for these people and get really angry and really wound up and I'm going to virtue signal on their behalf." It's basically it's it's victimhood appropriation. It's like, "So you're taking on the the the, the 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 frustration and the anger and the sadness of people that you're not a part of it's almost as if they're you're you're like you're like you're jealous of it it's like you want to be you want to be the downtrodden you know what i mean like the irony and the hypocrisy to be living in a living in the west and tweeting from a starbucks on your on your cell phone about about this 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 thing and this movement you know what i mean it's just like it's so empty it's so impotent it's like what well, it's just it again it's just for like these social clout points that you can't spend anywhere <clears throat> it's finding an issue that was not an actual issue like blind run blind people never saw it that way <clears throat> Well, when I know you're trying to be cheeky and make a joke out of it, but yeah, that's a perfect example. That's a perfect example. Woke culture falling, like, like folding in on itself was the idea that saying this is a blind run or a blind playthrough, making that an issue, it's comp- that is the most empty virtue you could you could possibly claim to have. 
right? So the the idea that that is somehow offensive, like, what are you talking about? Words have a range of meaning, and the word blind does not only refer to that condition. You can have a blind corner, a blind interview, a double blind test in science. There, there is a range of meaning for that word, and to suddenly claim anytime it's used, it should only be used in this particular scenario. If that virtue was any more empty, it would just be nothing. It's like, there's, that's, there's nothing virtuous about that. Like, everyone's going to clap and be like, yay, good job getting rid of that hashtag. What the frick are you talking about? That word is used in so many other ways. And, and you're what, staking claim on it? Why? Who gave you that right? It's essentially a language war at that point. It's like, so you're claiming that word? What, since when? It's used in other, other places. They, they use it in the scientific field. A double blind study where they can't do that? It literally refers to not being able to see something. A blind spot in your car. A blind corner. It doesn't even make any sense. A blind playthrough. It's not offensive. It isn't. It simply means I haven't seen this before. You're using it in its proper way. It's not derogatory. It's not diminishing. It isn't. It's totally fake. It's totally fake virtue. There was nothing virtuous about that platform getting rid of that tag. It doesn't doesn't make any sense. Range of meaning equals I don't like it, therefore it's woke. Maybe look up range of meaning before dismissing what I'm saying, Big Mouth Strike. Maybe attempt to engage with what I'm saying instead of being a dismissive douchebag. Try that on for size. Put those pants on this morning instead of whatever pants you put on. (laughs) Woke has essentially devolved into anti-electualism by a sub... Well, here's the thing. Here's the thing. This always happens, though, Eugene. The public hijacks a term right so snowflake started as a funny way to refer to a fragile person someone who's just being a snowflake and then what happened it gets hijacked and it gets used by people in like the political realm and now if you say that right people people act as if people act as if like that's that's like a politically charged word it's like no, it's not. Just because a couple of po- politicians started using Snowflake doesn't mean it's politically charged, but that's what happens. People hijack the terms all the time. Same thing has happened with woke. Woke has now become a derogatory term. So if you use it, woke culture or cancel culture, like the guy who gets caught drugging his horse claims it's cancel culture. It's like, no, that's not what cancel culture is, homie. You got caught cheating. <laughs> you got caught breaking the rules. You know what I mean? (laughs) That's not cancel culture. But what does it turn into? It turns into a weaponized term that you can hurl at another side in a debate, in a disagreement, or or whatever. And so, some of this started with the whole with the whole woke culture being a being a derogatory term. Is at least one of the first times I, I I heard it used in this way was when uh, Obama was, like, scolding people, and he was saying, 
how much are you really achieving by putting somebody on blast and being woke? He's like, rather than having a conversation. He was basically saying, like, you you should be focused on cultural healing as opposed to just hurling and judging and, and, and trying to hurt another person because you're trying to be woke. That was like one of the first times I'd heard that. And then that kind of that, that I don't think he started it, but like that kind of became one of the umbrella terms of like woke culture trying to be progressive to a fault to the point that you like you act like blind playthrough is offensive. You know what I'm saying? Snowflake was meant to be a good term at first because all snowflakes are special. No, 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 no. That's why that term started getting thrown around. Okay, so I graduated high school in 2000. And the the years that followed my high school graduation, they started doing this. Everyone's special. You can't punish children. You can't give somebody a failing grade. Uh, it'll hurt their self-esteem. So the self-esteem movement sweeps through the nation and it creates this idea that you're going to hurt the childhood development of kids of younger ages if they fail, aren't given a trophy, the everyone gets a trophy generation. Well, that generation gets into and out of college and out into the American workforce and a bunch of really strange trends start emerging. The easily offended generation the I need a safe space generation these are things that started happening there were you know there was footage of debates from colleges where you know people just couldn't handle being disagreed with it it, it made them feel unsafe if somebody was coming to speak on their campus that they disagreed with they were trying to get certain people you know no they're not allowed to come here and speak I won't feel safe if they come here and speak like it's essentially boiled over into the the young adult world of America and it became a thing that became memed and mocked and jeered of you're so special you're a snowflake you're so fragile right it created a meme and yet the meme as all memes and stereotypes and jokes they're rooted and normally linked to some semblance of reality there was a, a real trend in that age bracket higher like essentially that generation gets to college and can't handle not being special you know mom calling and debating with professors about grades and stuff and so that's where snowflake was born out of was you're not special you aren't you're just you know you're not some special little snowflake you're not you know and and then it and then it turned into a a hijacked term and you know you know people in politics started using it because that's what we do as we weaponize a label so if we don't like what somebody has to say we can just hit them with the label right and so when I say woke culture I mean that is a thing that, that's, that's a colloquialism that can kind of summarize that sort of way of thinking and these pe- the, 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 the virtue signalers of Twitter uh, it's become it's become a meme at this point you know every business every person that's now the thing is like, well, what can we virtue signal? What can we cancel today? That's sort of the, <clears throat> that's sort of what I think kind of falls under that umbrella. But again, this is why labels are dangerous because I use that label and someone's like, well, what do you mean? Like, why are you using that? And then, oh, this other guy used it and here's how he used it. You know what I mean? So. 
Instead of people improving themselves and their situations from within, they point to everyone else and blame them, always the victim. There was a really good article about that, about victimhood and what it does to a person. It was amazing. It was a really, really good article. So they were they were sort of psychologically analyzing people that are prone to living within the identity of being victimized. Okay. And the the trends in these people, it's all going to sound very, very similar about after what happened to me. They are prone to exaggeration, misrepresenting events, minimizing their own missteps, faults, and their own contribution to their situation or things that took place. So then you go and read, you know, everything that happened with me, and it like falls directly in line with that, completely exaggerating the most minuscule things claiming things that never happened, minimizing what they did, acting as if they can do no wrong, right? It's a th- it's it's becoming it's becoming a form of currency to maintain this victimization that like all these terrible things have happened to you and you've never done anything wrong. You've never stepped out of line. You've never done anything to 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 land where you are. And now it's to the point where, as Upper Echelon's video pointed out, there's almost a competition. It's like a race to the bottom. Who is the most victimized? Who is the most downtrodden? Who has suffered the most? And when that when that's part of the social currency of virtue signaling and and becoming whether it's woke or cancel culture or virtue signaling, whatever words we want to use to summarize this trend in social media most of it's twitter honestly twitter is essentially the 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 petri dish where all these diseases grow uh all these these cultural sicknesses uh are growing and and growing fast you know is 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 in is on twitter um that 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 road is basically okay a road where Every handshake has a blade behind it. Every friendship, every every alignment that you make, every every friends you have, every professional alignment, relationship, interchange you have in that world, every handshake has a blade behind it. Because if I can cut you down, if I can cut you down, expose you, ruin you, hurt you privately, like look at all these things. Every time I open Twitter, that's what Twitter's doing. It's become a joke at this point. I I finally have to say something. And then they just absolutely drag somebody. It's basically just like rumor mill puke on Twitter. It's like, Bleh. here's how terrible this person is. And then all of a sudden, the laundry starts coming out, and it's like, oh, well, you, and then all of their stuff starts coming. All the gossip just gets thrown into the wood chipper and spits out on the other end, and it's like, what the frick are we doing? What are you, what is happening? That, that's become a form of, of, of social currency now. You know? It's like, what, what can I do what can I do to hurt you both privately or publicly to get ahead here? And the best currency to do it with is is either claim victimhood or 
or claim like moral superiority over a group or a person and like judge them and try and expose their misdeeds it's like I don't know <clears throat> it's like another another one happened just recently it's like here comes another twit longer here here comes another here comes another blade out out comes the blade here we go you know what I mean it just happened again this weekend yeah no I saw it yeah I saw it in the D2 community I saw it happen I was like here we go again it's like clockwork it's like every every 30 days somebody's got to get drug it's like well drag them out yeah you know nothing's handled privately nothing's handled like adults it's just a bunch of children throwing throwing rocks and throwing knives on Twitter this is like man I don't know about all this this is uh <laughs> This is this doesn't seem healthy. <laughs> this doesn't seem healthy for the culture. It doesn't seem healthy for the people involved. You know, it seems awful. None of that is wokeness. Well, I'm not saying it's wokeness, Eugene, but being a part of woke culture, like that's that's part of it. That's the currency they're dealing in. Being being woke, right? It's all interwoven. There's not some neat little clean definition of like what what woke has become. It's been hijacked and corrupted, right? So when someone refers to woke culture, when I was referring to woke culture a little bit ago, when I, when I when I was referring to it a little bit ago, it's essentially that currency, right? That currency exchange of you're either tearing somebody down, exposing somebody for something they did, you know, this is a, or or this is offensive or this is wrong or I'm a victim. Like it's all part they're all part of the same big old ball of wax. It's all part of the same big old ball of wax. There isn't some neat little clean definition. We're we're talking about social we're talking about like social commentary here there 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 is no like dictionary term that we can turn to to be like well that person's not actually woke they are a uh you know victimized virtue signaler like we come on we don't have a label you know for everything you know what i mean as someone with no skeletons if someone gets dragged uh then fair dues be a better person they brought it upon themselves I I think what you just said is just so incredibly ignorant and telling. Why are you okay with it? Why? Because you quote unquote have no skeletons, right? Like that's so drenched in hubris and arrogance and ignorance all wrapped into one neat little stupid package. You are just dripping with hubris and arrogance and ignorance to be like, I don't have any skeletons. Nice to meet you, perfect person who's never made any mistakes. It's amazing that you somehow uh, have graced us with your presence. That's incredible that you literally have somehow glided through life and not made any mistakes or have nothing embarrassing uh, in your past. It must be incredible to sit on that high pedestal there. Uh, Let me tip it over for you. You do have skeletons in your closet. Everybody who claims they don't have skeletons in their closet usually have the biggest ones. They're usually the size of a dragon skeleton from Skyrim, right? People that claim they don't have skeletons in the closet usually have the biggest ones. In my experience, right? In my experience. And even if you somehow glided through life and managed 
to not make any of those missteps, right? Being like, well, if somebody did, then I'm totally fine with an overrealized, completely exaggerated form of consequences, which is absolute public destruction and shame. I'm okay with that because why? You've already exposed yourself. You're superior. You don't have skeletons in your closet, so you're totally fine with it. Again, it's just dripping with hubris and arrogance and ignorance. You're fine with it because you're of some other cut of humanity. You're you're at some other threshold of existence where you somehow arrived on May 27th, 2021, not making a single misstep in life that could be damaging to you. Not a single bad decision, not a single regret that could come back to haunt you. You know what I mean? I didn't read anything, Big Mouth. I didn't read any of what, about what he did. No. That's not that's not what I was talking about. I was not talking about specifics. I was saying, here we go again. Here's another person where you're letting the public decide what happens to him. Right? You're just absolute devastating public shame and ruin. How much of that is how much did, 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 did we see? I didn't look into it, right? I did see somebody tweet and they said that they were more hesitant after how much about Say No to Rage got proven false. The guy was like, I'm way more hesitant. And he's like, and there's a lot of evidence here. And I was like, well, at least there's evidence for Frick's sake. But is this still the proper forum for this? Is this the proper procedure? You know what I mean? Like, if, if you think... If you think that's the proper procedure, I I am just completely and utterly baffled as to why you would think that that's the appropriate way to handle serious situations. <clears throat> so no, you know why I didn't go and read any of it? Cuz it's none of my freaking business. Right? It's none of my freaking business. As I it's like, it's like, why is why is this our response now to everything? Well, if somebody hurt you, or made you mad, or they did something bad, just document it all, and then just do a twit longer, you know? Hold on to something for two years, and then misrepresent it and exaggerate it, and put them on, put them on blast, drag them, cannibals modern day witch burning cannibals that's all they are tribalistic neanderthalic insect level intelligence just going along with the mob I don't do we know that this is true who cares it's fun to burn a person's life to the ground like it's it's a sickness it's a sickness. It's a cultural sickness. It isn't a form of healing. It isn't a form of progress. It's dis- it's just destructive from the bottom to the top. Woke as a term or phrase has been used in a positive manner since the Civil War. It's not surprising that in the last five years it's been turned into a derogatory label. Well, but every... Snowflake used to be something charming and adorable. Oh. You are a special snowflake, and no one's like you. And now it's a meme, and now it's a form of now it's a, now it's a nasty term to use against somebody. Ah, oh, you being a snowflake like that happens with language all the time. From what Vicky has drummed up, a lot of these cancelizations, a lot of them seem to be 
about furthering careers kill competition oh gosh she's lined up so many of them it's like boom 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 fired this person suddenly their career goes in the direction that they wanted they're removing obstacles they're removing obstacles that's what it's all about my wife so poignantly said she was like your competition keeping you accountable is a joke it's a joke you would never do that in the business world we're gonna have pepsi um do a safety audit of a coca-cola facility do you think that would work do you think pepsi keeping coke accountable would work no why because it would be laden with bias to do business disruption and to hurt coke and to slow production and to shut a facility down over the most minor infraction oh yeah there was a hair on a doorknob therefore we gotta shut this place down you gotta scrub the whole facility well why because they're in competition with each other so having your competition keep you accountable it's a joke it's a joke and that ultimately is what I've been talking about this morning the currency of social media you're in competition with these people you want more clicks you want more likes you want more social clout and so that's the currency so even if you're not in direct competition in like streaming or content creator world there's a layer of comp- competitive edge there it's like I want more I want more followers I want more attention people have been called out for abusive behavior for years before social media it was tabloid newspapers this isn't a new phenomenon right but the difference now is tabloids would do it as a form of gossip entertainment this has become more malicious because you can target somebody and say I want to tear them down I don't like them right tabloids were more like we're going to take advantage of the public's infatuation with celebrities and politicians and when there's drama or controversy or you know something bad in their life we all voyeuristically consume it like it's a product right we all think it's hilarious when like Britney Spears is having a mental breakdown and shaving her head in public we consume that like it's like it's a an episode of Seinfeld <laughs> eating popcorn right we are the eating popcorn gif we just we we consume people like products which means when we're done with them we throw them out we're like yep see you later Britney Spears Justin Bieber whoever is having a mental breakdown whoever's having a life crisis <laughs> oh that guy's a jerk that person's terrible whatever so tabloids were essentially selling a form of gossip entertainment because of the public's infatuation with celebrityism and 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 obviously in you know political figures when they are when they when they fall down the stairs of morality this is different because this is essentially individual individual initiated social cannibalism it, it, it's 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 just it's cannibalistic witch burning is all it is burn them down and eat what's left get them out of here because we don't like them or we don't like what they said 10 years ago or they're out of step with what we think is is right or wrong you know, look at all the comedians basically saying like comedy's in a weird spot right now. There's, 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 there are shows and stand-up routines and all kind of things that are probably just likely not happening. You know.
in 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 general in general i don't know what where this road is headed because it's like it's so it's so destructive right it's so destructive that the who wins this war who wins this war it's like reality tv we're all watching it it's like we're all infatuated with it but at the same time it's like we don't know how to stop it we're like ah uh, what do we do what, what do we do? Right? Who, who, who wins this? Who comes out as victor here? Who comes out as victor? That's what makes Bill Burr so great. Yeah, and like we said earlier, there are people that can get away with it because of the sheer volume of their reach and their support you just end up you just end up helping them there's really big youtubers that as long as they dance on the line of controversial it ends up helping their career they get more clicks and likes and views and subs the problem is that the consequences from cancelization don't usually fit the act people with social status wealth or power have lost everything for minor things yeah yeah, that that happened to me. That happened to me. Because people and 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 people will comment and say, "Well, your social standing and your reach and your success is a privilege. It's not a right." Well, okay. Everything you've built is the same, and it can be utterly destroyed by lies, rumors, exaggerations. Right? It like it can all be destroyed. Everything you've built, every every shred, and see that's where the line is getting very, very like blurry. So you're no longer like taking something from somebody. Oh yeah, take that sponsorship. No, you're literally destroying a business and subsequently maybe a life. It's so much bigger than just this guy said something in an interview. Right? This happened all the time with sports stars. They'd say something offensive in an interview, they'd get caught in a scandal, and they'd lose their sponsorships. Right? You know, companies would be like, yeah, we're not working with this person anymore. But for the most part, a lot of those people, as long as nothing illegal was going on, they would continue in their career. They would would continue on. They'd lose a couple sponsorships. So with me, that's what I thought was going to happen. I was like, I'll lose a couple sponsorships. Yeah, I don't know. know, And I'll... Oh, I'll bounce back. No. <laughs> You're destroying an entire business. And that ultimately is why the clout chase cycle, it's never ending. There's always somebody else. There's always another person. There's always a a, a, a higher follower milestone. There's always a uh, an increase in your reach that you could attain, right? You're never done. How many followers are enough? How many likes are enough? How many, you know, how many virtue points did you get this week? So that's that's why I'm like, I don't know, when's this when's this over? I don't know. What's gonna happen? And the weird thing is, it really only seems to live on Twitter. It really only lives on Twitter. Even YouTube now is very careful about that. A lot of these guys, a lot of these guys that make YouTube channels and content about other people they have to stay in a lane they have to stay in a lane because it can be considered a form of targeting and you know and all the rest so they have to like abide by like a subset of rules now they're still allowed to make their content because 
ultimately there are plenty there are plenty of channels that are dealing in sort of like news right like they're reporting on public persons and public things that have taken place so you got to be really careful there it's like well you can't keep people from talking about public persons because public persons fall under fair use and and you can you know especially public made statements public things that have taken place but they still have to abide by like a subset of rules because like youtube's like no 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 we're oh no i didn't mention it i didn't mention it i didn't mention the, the the sale i forgot to mention that this morning So it's weird. It's like if like imagine right now doing some of the stuff that people do on Twitter, do it do it on the purple platform. Well, you get in trouble. You get in trouble. Well, why? Because people are like, "Well, you can't do that. You're using your platform to harm others." You see the difference is, and this is the difference. And this is why Twitter I think is just so dangerous. Right now, all of you are in a stream, you're on a video on a channel, okay? That's what's happening. And so we're here in a place. We're kind of contained, right? So it's almost like if you picture it in your mind, we're in a stadium right now. We're in a theater room. And I'm up on the stage, and y'all are in the audience, you know? And sometimes you get to come up to the microphone, and we're kind of contained. Twitter is not that. Twitter is like all of a sudden... It's like, do you remember when this is this was like a huge thing? You remember flash mobs? People would suddenly start dancing, and there's like a speaker playing, and all of a sudden, everybody's dancing at the same time. And you're like, what is going on? They're in a mall, they're in a public park, they're in an airport, and whatever, in the frick, they decide, you know, wherever they decide to do it. Okay? Twitter is, is, is like flash mob on demand. It's like, at any moment, somebody can be like, boom, burn that building down. And people are like, why? And they're throwing the Molotov cocktail. Like, that's Twitter. You can't really do that with a YouTube channel or, a, uh, like, a Facebook page or a Purple Platform channel. You can't really mobilize like that. You're all in a place. If I had you all in, like, a stadium or an auditorium, and I was like, I want everybody to go out today and plant a flower in your backyard. People be like, I mean, I got stuff to do later. I don't know, maybe. And some of you might do it and some of you might not. If I was like, I want everybody to leave this auditorium and light the city on fire. Like some people might do it. Some people might not. It's, it's harder to mobilize because we're in a place and you have to kind of disperse and then go decide whether or not you're going to want to do that. Twitter is like all of a sudden being able to tap in like do 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 they get like a signal in their brain and they're like flash mob what what are we doing who are we hurting who are we damaging what what business what person what are we tearing down today and they just do it like that it's like a flash mob on demand million of people all of a sudden hate Lono that quick just like that one tweet is all it takes the power with with great power comes great responsibility and on twitter with great power comes great destruction one tweet can ruin a life just one because you can't put that genie back in the bottle 
even even if the even if the the, the the largest person involved, he had like over a million followers at the time. Even if he would have immediately retracted it like an hour later, it wouldn't have mattered. It wouldn't have mattered. The flash mob has already lit the city on fire. It's too late. Oof. It's done. This is why that platform in particular is one of the worst. It's one of the worst platforms. You could never do that. The way that Facebook operates, it wouldn't work. People share the posts and people get really amped, but it, it the, the 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 inter now I know you know Facebook's had its own issues with 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 junk science and misleading stuff. That's a whole other ball of wax. But the mobilization, the mob, the instantaneous flash mob of Twitter, it's unmatched. It's unmatched. There is no platform like it anywhere. Nothing compares. Nothing. It's it's un it's unbelievable how fast it is. And you couldn't do that on Instagram. You couldn't do you couldn't do that here on YouTube. It's not possible. One of the things I'm I'm happy with about YouTube is they're ahead of the curve on some of this stuff. They're not perfect. By no means is this platform perfect. But they're ahead of the curve. They're ahead of the curve. They are able to jump in front of people that are creating that kind of content, doing that sort of thing. And do you want to know why they're ahead of the curve? The adpocalypse that happened about a year and a half ago, two years ago, whenever that was, their pockets, their money got threatened. And so they had to, they had to, they had to make changes. So the only way, the only way you'll see changes and you'll see Twitter actually do what's right and put a stop to all that nonsense number one it would have to threaten their money what's happening would have to threaten their money you know why that's not happening is because it's good for them it's good for them the flash mob the instantaneous anger the advertising that that currency moves that platform it gets that platform humming like a beehive so they they don't have a they they have zero incentivization right now to change a thing it works it works it's good for their platform so that's why the lingering fear is here comes big daddy regulation they're going to come in and be like this is you can't do this people are basically breaking what would be a law if they did it in real life right so I I have continued to wonder when the when the levy's gonna break. You know? Is that an 80s T? I call BS Pong released in the 70s. This is an 80s T. I think their version is gray instead of orange, but yeah, you can get this on the 80s T. Be sure to use the shirt command. Also, if you guys order any of our merch in the merch store right now, if you use code SUMMER21. Uh, you will get 10% off. They're doing a summer 21 code on our merch store right now. So, and I'm saying at 30,000 feet, some of you guys are bringing up politics, some of you guys are bringing up critical theory and Marxism, and holy moly, that's deep sledding. We're not going there, okay? Yeah, they got 90s stuff as well. They even have categories for 90s movies and 90s TV shows. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
because the 90s are so far away now a lot of that stuff's considered like vintage and cool <laughs> a lot of those a lot of those uh, a lot of those movies and TV shows um, Twitter is a forum dedicated to unregulated libel yeah yeah you may or may not have added some fun things to the merch shop really really okay let's check it out <clears throat> I like turtles. I remember that meme. I remember that. Memes before they were memes lived on Ebom's world. Do you guys remember Ebom's world? That was fun. That was fun. Uh featured products. I'm seeing tank tops. Oh, there's a tote bag. You can bag groceries if you guys want with a tote bag. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Rip Live Leak? Yeah, yeah, yeah. G.I. Joe! Yeah, E-Bomb's World, dude. E-Bomb's World. You're saying I should have kept my Jenkos? No, you shouldn't have kept your Jenkos. You probably would... What do you mean they wouldn't fit... Oh, guys, I clicked on an old video last night. Creature and I were looking at some of the metrics, and we were really, really encouraged. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell you guys why uh, in a second. I looked back. It was like a November video, right? So my, my hair was longer. I, I, you could visibly, you can visibly see in the video, I had gained weight. I told Creature, I was like, I was fat. I was getting fat. Oh, my gosh, look at my face. I look like, I look like kind of... Uh, kind of beast, yeah, kind of beast stung. And he was like, "Oh yeah," he's like, "That bike's thinned you out." He's like, "You're you're you're visibly thinner now." That made me feel kind of good. <laughs> Add coffee to the YouTube merch shop. I, you can't do that. The YouTube merch shop is directly synchronized with um the Teespring. It's now Spring.com. Um, creator, say no to rage. Creator, whatever. Um, the uh, yeah, it's it's you. I I don't think there's a way for us to just add merchandise like that. Um, I don't think so. Uh, so, if you guys are new here, we talk about pretty much everything. Yes, we plan on talking about the Unreal Five Engine Super Resolution, the micro gaming topics as well. The Unreal Engine Five is going to change install sizes of video games in the future. Far Cry Six gameplay has been announced, and Horizon Forbidden West. More details on the haptic controls. Uh, and we will be covering the Horizon Forbidden West State of Play gameplay tomorrow. We will be breaking down that gameplay. We'll also be covering the Far Cry 6 gameplay reveal. And then I know there's more Dying Light stuff coming out today. If you've been enjoying your time here this morning, be sure to hit subscribe. Make sure your bell button's set to all. Sometimes it gets turned off or set to personalized. We welcome all the new folks. Smash the like button if you haven't already. Get us to those 500 likes. Um... Just going to leave this here. If you think your neighbor's political ideas or thoughts are going to destroy your way of life, we've already lost in the true powers that have succeeded in making you think your neighbors are the enemy. I said that I said that back around the time like all the election stuff was going on. I was like, I can walk through my neighborhood right now and I see people and the signs in their yard are not the I don't put signs in my yard, but the signs in their yard are not the signs that I would put in my yard if I did it. So they are voting for somebody that I would not vote for. 
and they're nice and they're friendly and we talk to them and they've got a cute dog right they're not like hey <laughs> they're not a villain you know what i mean so yeah yeah, yeah. you got you got to stop buying into the tribalism that's the tribalism is the seedbed of all of the dissension and all of the fighting that happens on all these platforms it's all been planted into your brain this idea that like if someone's not like you they are your enemy it's like no <laughs> not, that's not true <laughs> we are not an approved YouTube vendor I have applied oh cool we can apply for that dope Tribalism is so much easier. It really, really is. It really is. It makes running a re-election campaign really easy. <laughs> it really does. It really does. It's like, guys, you gotta vote for me again. The other side is is I, I'm I'm not supposed to say this, but um, they they eat they eat and and, and kill puppies. <laughs> And people are like, oh my goodness, the puppies. (laughs) And then the very next interview with that politician. So when did you start uh, killing and eating puppies? And they're like, what? Oh, you don't anymore. Oh, when did you stop? (laughs) That's right. That's right. (laughs) YouTube says you're playing Fortnite. Well, we're talking about the Unreal Engine. So I picked Epic's biggest game. You know, I mean, what, I mean, what do you want me to do? YouTube makes me pick a video game. I don't have much of a choice. <sighs> you must have wonderful neighbors. Plenty of mine were... They were a-holes and fit the stereotype. You just got nowhere to look. Yeah, but them being unpleasant or unkind doesn't mean they're a threat to you. You gotta see through the... You gotta see through the veneer of insecurity and why people act that way you know what I mean if I can't get a g-string with Lono's face plastered on the front I don't want it I can make that happen no do not put that in the store that's ridiculous absolutely not no here I can show you some of the stuff some of the stuff that he added guys I can show you some of the merch uh, that he added so we have the the <clears throat> the joystick SNTR gaming joystick T. We also have the microphone here. Um, we we have the microphone, and then he added a tank top of the Saint Oda Rage R and the joystick, and then we have the Rageless Tote. So if you want to go bag groceries, um, you can now do that. You can you can do it right here. Um, there you go. Lost a six-figure career? Need to bag groceries as a way to support your family and not lose your house? Buy the Rageless Tote today, and you can start bagging groceries tomorrow. (laughs) Just like me. (laughs) There you go. Uh, mm -hmm. (laughs) Needs to be a short Lono in his bag. That's right. <laughs> uh, clip it and ship it. Clip it and ship it. Button and zip it. Do you do fluffy sizes? Do T do fluffy sizes? 
Is that your way of saying you're a bigger dude? Because I'm pretty sure they got bigger dude sizes here. They go up to 5XL. So, well, we had to switch to classic T. There's some of the t-shirts that don't go up into the larger sizes. And here's the a tumbler. The smallest size is small. Heh. <laughs> okay. And you can get this on a couple of colors. I feel like we need to re-upload this one and take out the black ink. I don't know. Wait, is it going to print black ink on a black shirt? I guess if it goes on another color shirt, you want the black ink, so never mind. Yeah, because it looks really good on the gray. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There we go. Back here on this little news segment section. We've got an 18% off of suggested today and a 4% on YouTube search. So there's been a lot of people uh, that have come in here today and we greatly appreciate that. We got a lot of you are actually getting your noties and responding to them. 116 people today got notified and came to the stream. So thank you for doing that. Um, Today's topic was a bit of a gamble. We weren't sure what the response would be, uh, but it seems like people were... Uh, we're interested in, in a good in a good amount. Now, obviously, I think tomorrow with the Horizon Forbidden West and the Far Cry stuff, I think that'll be a little bit um, <clears throat> a little bit bigger. Um, if Lono wants that six figure salary again, he could go ahead and fire up that OnlyFans page. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I don't I don't think that would work. I don't think that would work. Um, the Father's Day 80s tees are awesome. Yeah, if you're trying to get a gift for Dad, if you're trying to get a gift for Dad, use code LONO over there on 80s tees uh, for 30% off. And they've got some great Father's Day stuff right here at the top. Um, they got the WWE Legends one. Dad, you are styling, profiling like Ric Flair. And then they got Turtley Awesome Father, number one dad, Darth Vader, and then Greatest Father in the Universe. You can view all Father's Day uh, products. So you're trying to get something for Dad. These are some great shirts. I'm sure he'll love them. Um, Oh, this one right here is great. A Marvel Comics one. Uh, You're incredible as the Hulk, Mightiest Thor. Uh, What's it say for Iron Man? As smart, I would think. As smart as Iron Man and as honorable as Captain America. You're a superhero. These are great. These are good shirts here. Get a gift for Dad today and use code LONO over there at 80stees.com. This is not a sponsored segment, by the way. I just forgot that they were doing this. Ooh, the number one Dad cap shirt's pretty hot. I like that. We should have planned this. I should have ordered a bunch of Dad shirts from here uh, to promote it. When's Father's Day? Isn't it like this Sunday? No. When is Father's Day? It's not the same month as Mother's Day? Sorry, we're not trying to step on Mother's Day. Oh, it's on the 20th. Oh, I should probably email him tonight. He could probably send me some of these. Uh, he'd have to rush them. Um, he'd have to rush them. He could probably send me some of them in time. <coughs> we might be able to get a couple of these before. Um... Because they do, they do, they, 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 some of these need to be printed, but a lot of these have probably already been printed. Um, the most amazing dad ever was Spider-Man. That's a good one. That's a good one. Bat dad. That's a good one. Huh? What? 
it's it's a play on amazing the amazing spider-man the most amazing dad ever they're not saying spider-man's an amazing dad that would be weird yeah he's like a teenager There you go. You got plenty of time to get your get, to get your dads out there. An amazing uh, Father's Day '80s tea. Um, so we should probably jump into the the breakdown about this Unreal Engine Five Super Resolution. Um, we're we are we're we're trying to do a few few things with the live show. We want to let it be. an as it comes live show so we just talked about all kind of things that had nothing to do with the subject and that's not going to go away we're going to always allow you guys to do that but we do want to continue to make sure we are having segments and sections of the video that are planned and at a high quality and high value we have been noticing that when we do this a lot of people Leave. We want to encourage you to not do that and understand that the show is not over just because Lono is recording something or going into a segment. What we typically do is is we do the 10 and then we really start you know discussing whatever the topic is or breaking it down. Or we spring off into another debate or another subject. We also have the other micro topics that are going to be recorded and discussed as well. So... If you are of the habit of being like, oh, Lono's going to the segment, I'm out of here. Like, don't, you don't have to do that. The show's not ending just because I'm going into a recorded segment. Um, that's, that's, that's not tip. That's not what this is designed to do. This is not designed to feel like the end of the show. This is meant to feel like something that happens within the live show that we do here. Um, it's just a trend that we've been noticing. Uh, as soon as I pump the brakes on whatever we're talking about and try to sort of turn the rudder to the uh, the main subject or try to turn the rudder to the 10 minute folks just sort of take their leave um, now one of the things we were considering doing is doing a poll that you take and comment on while I am doing the 10 minute I cannot for the life of me think of a good poll question about the Unreal Engine 5 super resolution um, I can't I just it's it's more techno babble driven so it's hard to uh you know it's it's hard to make it's hard it's honestly it's hard it's hard to make the a poll out of every topic does youtube work like the purple platform where if i have to step away to work or something as long as i keep the stream up and running yeah as long as it's up and running and and it's playing yeah 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 yep a lot of folks treat me like a radio show so they throw me on in the background they go about their day um yeah it's the beginning of the end yeah yeah we, I had, I had a guy leave a comment last night. I think his name's Donut. And he was like, I don't know why you're not doing the segment at the beginning like you used to. Cause then anybody that comes gets the segment right away. And I kind of, I kind of batted that around with Creature last night. I was like, why don't we lead with the 10 minute? Why don't I jump right into it? And he was like, well, you didn't like recording them. And I was like, oh, you're right. I, I, I do, I do like doing this live. It's, it's kind of where I, it's where I flow. It's where I function. And also, he made a really good point, and this happened yesterday. He's like, sometimes by the time you get your 10-minute, you've changed some of your thoughts, you've gotten new information from chat, and that certainly happened yesterday. We had people that gave me more information about the trends and the things that had happened in Overwatch, and it really, really helped the 10-minute video. So we, we don't want to go back to, to shoving that on the front end, um, mainly because it will... Uh, it'll it'll go back to that weird thing where like I'm recording it beforehand and I don't like doing that. Uh, so we are going to be continuing to do this live and, and 
if you guys have ever felt like there's a really good question or a really good debate point for a poll, feel free to suggest that. This show is largely sort of dictated and steered by you guys as much as it is me. You guys come in and bring up different subjects and bring up different things and and we'll get we'll get off on different things. I mean, one of the reasons we did an Overwatch stream about the the backlash is because we had like a really really great debate about it. Uh, we had a really really great debate about it. So it fed into uh, the next day. And so that is uh, you know, that's that's something that we we always sort of want to impress upon you is that there is uh, there is plenty of opportunity uh, for that. There's plenty of opportunity for you guys uh, to 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 dictate kind of what we talk about. Because I like the polls. I like doing them. Uh, I like doing them with you guys. It is. It's fun. Um, and we we uh, we enjoy we enjoy the feedback and the ideas that you guys have come up with. We've had some really really fun things uh, that we've been able to do. And uh, a lot of that's been, you know, largely, largely related to, uh, you know, you guys and your input. So, uh, and the micro news segment, we want to make sure too that we, I've, I've been doing that a little bit like haphazardly at the end of the stream, uh, mainly because we, we start to run out of time. Um, we start to run out of time and I'm like, oh my gosh, we got to quick do this. Uh, Somebody ordered today, Spaceman Spiff ordered the uh, the stainless tumbler from the merch store. Thank you for doing that. I appreciate that. Uh-oh. Uh, we hear crying. Sounds like somebody got hurt. Not like hurt hurt, but like boo-boo hurt. Like got a scrape or something. Uh, I'm updating... I, I forgot to do this this morning. I'm updating the cards in the uh, the end screens. You can do that bulk now with this TubeBuddy thing that we've got. Copy the end screens of this video. Yep. And then all videos in this playlist. That might start to help. Because the, the short's getting some traction today. Some people are commenting and watching it. So we'll try to get people to come in here off of the uh, the cards. Why can't players go online on Forza Horizon on Xbox One? What do you mean, why can't they go online? Um, request contains an invalid argument. Why are all these erroring? Uh, Copy video IDs? Yeah, every single video is erroring on... So the cards worked, but the end screens did not. Request contains an invalid argument? Okay. Uh, let's do this. Let's copy... I don't know why... See, sometimes I wonder about the... Um, the live stream end screens and stuff like they don't always let you edit them because like it like pulls like an error I don't know how much you guys use those so like a lot of the times um, when a video ends or starts and you're on YouTube and you see those little like pop-ups it's like suggested video and you're like what in the frick is that Uh, a lot of the times that's what they're doing is they're using like an end card or an end screen thing um 
Let's copy bulk end streams from something different. Let's use, I just did the Days Gone PC stuff. Should be the BZE, it is. Okay, cool. Uh, yeah, SNTR presents, and then we don't want it to do that video. Delete existing, continue with bulk copying. Let's see if it works. Okay, this time it's working. Had the same issue yesterday. Yeah, it's working. It seems like it doesn't want to copy end screens from a short. So that might bring some more people in as people are clicking on vids throughout the day. So something you passed, it isn't being recognized as a proper argument. Yeah, it's fine. I fixed it. I'm not sure what that was. Invalid argument. Uh, They don't know how to debate properly. That's right. That's right. Go see if they're okay. Oh, my wife was going. I wasn't ignoring my child crying. My 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 daughter came downstairs. You know, she wasn't screaming. She was just crying, like you know something. Like it sounded like either a boo boo, like a scrape, or like uh, she dropped something and it broke. It, it wasn't. It wasn't like a panicked cry. I know when my kids are like hurt, I go running. Uh, my daughter, my wife was checking it out. So. We need a merch model? <laughs> Why would we need a merch model? <sighs> Players can't go online since Forza went to Steam. A lot of problems. Huh. That's weird. So right now, they suddenly did something with Forza on Steam, and it's preventing you from going online on your Xbox. That's interesting. That's really, really interesting. Um, Isn't that... Wait, I thought Forza was like a... Isn't that a property of Microsoft? Um... Sounds like a bug rather than intended. Are we going over the Forbidden West gameplay today or tomorrow? I will upload a short this evening. It'll be my reaction to the gameplay. It's like 5 o'clock this evening. I can't cover that live. There's no way. Um, Yeah, there's no way for me to, to do that. So I, it, it's just not possible. Um, we just, I'm not streaming that late into the evening. We'll be doing that tomorrow for the Far Cry Six gameplay, right? Forza came to Steam just last month. Okay, I would say yeah, it's not intended. I don't think they're like, yep, forget you Xbox. Like that's one of their, that's one of like their front titles that they like to put out there. It says 12 p.m. for me at least. Well, there's this thing called time zones, and uh, if that's your time zone, good for you. I'm Eastern, so it's 5 p.m. Maybe cover a bit of it on shorts. I have like a 58-second window, Gilly. I don't know. Plus, you guys know I'm going to try and clickbait you anyway. Just embrace the clickbait, okay, on shorts. Just embrace it. Let me have this. Are we covering the Dying Light 2 stream at 3? I mean, that would have to be like a third... That would have to be like a third stream. We're going to be playing Horizon Zero Dawn by then. So that would be 
a two and a half hour stream of Horizon Zero Dawn on PS5, and then we would what, what, roll over to another stream to cover that. Well, that's really that's a lot of noties. That's gonna kill the evening short. The evening short will die, so we can cover the dying light thing. Because as soon as you go live, you're hitting everybody's noties. So that's a one this morning, one this afternoon, and then another one for Dying Light, which means when the evening short reaction to Forbidden West goes out, no one would get noted, it'd get shut off. Um, thank you for reading my comments. Hope you and your family are good and well. Oh, thank you. Uh, merch model. Get Lono to model, then get more and more scantily clad clothes then boom we got your only fans it's at 12 p.m eastern today no it is not wait are you talking about dying light or horizon forbidden west he's asking you guys if you want him to cover the dying light stream at three no i'm not asking that i i think the shorts are performing too well to undercut with a dying light coverage stream we're going to undercut what could be a great short, which then serves as a great tentpole for tomorrow morning and a, a great signpost. Be here tomorrow morning for our breakdown of the gameplay. We're going to sacrifice that for a, a dying light stream. You could drop the gameplay and cover the stream. It might help your channel. Maybe clickbait idea record a short food shopping while you're bagging your food never acknowledge what you're doing no dying light 2 is at 3 p.m hzd is at 5 yeah 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 i mean state of play is going to probably start before then but the horizon forbidden west gameplay is not being shown until 5 p.m Folks have got to learn to, you guys have got to learn to read a little bit further than the first sentence. You're the, you're the, you're the, you're the, you're that, that, uh, uh, the, you're the headline readers. You're just reading the headline. You got to read deeper. The actual Horizon Forbidden West gameplay isn't hitting until 5 p.m. Eastern. You're not reading far enough in the announcement. Do what Snoop Dogg did and just leave your stream on all night? No, 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 no. We're not doing that. there's a countdown to a countdown well I think state of play is going to be doing other things they're not just doing the the, the gameplay from horizon forbidden west (laughs) I can't read yeah 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 I'm finally to a season where she's talking (laughs) first two seasons she doesn't say anything a little girl on modern family um so Okay, alright, well, um, we don't have a poll right now. We may come up with one in a little bit when we go through the micro news. There might be some in there that, that, that maybe spur on some activity and some some debate. Uh, maybe the Horizon Forbidden West haptics, like, is that something that, that... Is that something that matters to you as a feature? We could maybe do that now while I'm going through some of this, so that gives you guys something to go, like, vote on and comment on. That might be good because a lot of people are looking for info on Horizon Forbidden West. So let's see. Horizon Forbidden West Dual Sense Haptic Controls. 
Um, is this a selling point for you? Why or why not? See, the problem is, is anytime it's PlayStation related, people in this audience don't vote. They're like, well, I don't have a PlayStation. Well, you can answer this as if you have one because they're bringing, they are bringing support to PC for the DualSense haptic controls. That they just did that with, um, they just did that with the Metro Exodus. So if you don't have a PlayStation, you can still answer this as if you do. Because like, is that a selling feature for you? Uh, Horizon Forbidden West DualSense haptic controls. Is this a selling point for you? Why or why not? Uh, there. That poll is live. So you guys can do that while I'm combing through some of the news here and this this little... Um, this 10-minute that I've written about... Uh, this 10-minute that I have written about the Unreal Engine 5 Super Resolution. You don't see as being impactful? Well, go vote and leave a comment, and we'll chop that up in a minute. That should be a good debate. You guys are already putting some spicy takes in chat about how it doesn't matter, it's not a selling point, gimmick, you know, whatever. Um, you know. Imagine it was a selling... Imagine it was something on the Xbox, you know? Would that be a selling point for you? Why or why not? So. All right, let me get a timestamp for this. We'll go at uh, 244.30 for the... 244.30 Super Res. Hey, thanks for watching another episode of SNTR Presents. This is going to be about the Unreal Engine 5 Super Resolution. If you clicked on this stream and used the timestamp to get here, I stream Monday through Friday, lots of variety gaming news coverage, so we'd love to have you in one of the live streams. Make sure and hit subscribe and that bell button if you want to be here for the live episode. So, the Unreal Engine 5 announcement was getting a lot of traction. We even have another micro gaming news segment I'm going to be doing today about the install size, like what's that going to do to the install size of games in the coming future. You're not going to see a lot of games built in Unreal Engine 5 anytime soon Uh, maybe Hellblade 2 will be one of the first we know uh, Coalition made announcements recently about finishing out their last deliverables on Gear 5, uh, Gears 5 and then speculation for me obviously in that news coverage was that Gear 6 will be built in Unreal 5 because they made the announcement they are switching all of their internal dev tools kits and processes over to Unreal 5. So now this was reported from PC Gamer. Lots of people reporting on this. I liked PC Gamer's coverage of it. They said one of the headline features arriving with Unreal Engine 5 which is available to demo today is the impressive sounding temporal super resolution which Epic says will make possible the high end graphics we're seeing in tech demos mostly rocks so far but nice looking rocks. Uh, In brief so this is going to be a lot of techno babble. Well what this means is, is that game companies that decide to build video games games in Unreal Engine 5, they're going to be able to tap into some of this power. And it's good news for you if you're still living in the console world, because consoles are really strong right now, and you don't want dev tools to come behind those new consoles and undercut their power. In brief, temporal super resolution is how our PCs will keep up 
with all of the geometric detail now possible to place into a scene with Unreal 5's Nanite technology and its global illumination technology, Lumen, while maintaining decent frame rates. That's hugely important. This was a common problem throughout the years as I was a gamer both on PC and console. Every single time I would buy new equipment, new technology would emerge to make games look prettier and it would diminish performance or require me to upgrade parts of my PC. They're wanting to give you a good decent maintained frame rate while also making things look prettier. It's billed uh, as an anti-aliasing technique, although much like NVIDIA DLSS, that's a feature you can turn on right now in games like Outriders, where it sort of adapts to the power of your machine to make the game run smoother. That's kind of the layman flyover. I'm not a big techno guy, so I can make this maybe a little bit more (laughs) palatable for the rest of you that don't dig all the techno stuff. Uh, There's not much to discern and what you might consider as an upscaling feature they're essentially two sides of the same coin so this quote at the end is the most important quote from Epic UE5's new anti-aliasing solution temporal super resolution keeps up with this new geometric detail to create sharper more stable images than before with quality approaching true native 4k at the cost of 1080p that's huge. I zeroed in on this. Like, super resolution sounds super. Like the fact that you're going to be able to get really, really sharp images at the cost of 1080p is huge for folks that buy consoles. This is this is a way for future games to land on your Xbox Series X or your PS5 and look great as well as run really, really smooth as well. So the next section is called What Are the benefits. Now, PC Gamer continues to report on this. They say Epic notes the following benefits for temporal super resolution. Output output approaching the quality of native 4K renders at input resolutions as low as 1080p, allowing for both higher frame rates and better rendering fidelity. So again, the focus here is that you're not sacrificing performance and quality at in, in, in hurting performance we have a quote in chat lumen is an early ambitious technology and is currently running at 30 fps budget on the next gen console the team is hard at work on optimizing and we are aiming for a 60 hertz budget on release that is incredibly important it would be super devastating to buy a ps5 or an xbox series x and then in two or three years a bunch of unreal engine 5 games drop and they're all running at 30 FPS. It would feel like a step backwards. I don't care how pretty it is. If you get used to 60 FPS on these new machines and you get downgraded to 30, you're going to feel it and it ain't going to matter. I felt this when I played Spider-Man, Uncharted 4, God of War, that that, that lower frame rate, you're going to see that later today on this channel when we play Horizon Zero Dawn on PS5. It has still not yet been given that performance upgrade that God of War and Ghost of Tsushima receive. Other benefits of this temporal super resolution. Less ghosting against high frequency backgrounds, reduce flickering on geometry with high complexity. It runs on any shader model 5 capable hardware D3. So this is uh you know DirectX 11, DirectX 12, Vulkan, PS5, Xbox Series X, Metal coming soon. So the fact that we've got PS5 and the Xbox Series X listed there, that's very, very important for games built around that architecture. Shaders specifically optimized for PS5's and Xbox Series X GPU architecture. Another really important line for those that are looking for games either built specifically for those consoles or built to run on both. That is good news. Unreal 5 kind of preparing those consoles 
for the future. I think a lot of companies are going to lean into Unreal 5 with these announcements, especially with those optimizations for both uh, the shader model as well as the shader specifically being optimized for those GPUs. The last bullet point combined with the first bullet point I think is a huge win for all gamers, giving you the 4K renders that can be put into inputs as low as 1080p as well as having internal shader mechanisms built for architectures on the new consoles now what else did they have to say how does it work so if we want to get a little technical here if we want to get a little technical get into some heavy sledding here for those that are like what on earth are you talking about pc gamer continues to report here epic says this is a brand new algorithm created from scratch that totally replaces the temporal aa in unreal engine 4 the current engine available temporal aa has previously played a role in the unreal engine Engine, and Unreal Engine 4 already uses a form of it in the temporal uh, uh, accumulation. Effectively, this is a way to use data from previous frames, hence the word temporal, to add detail to the current frame. Now, this is a fancy way of saying that the past images will help make the future and present images look better even in live streaming or TV broadcasts there is technology used to attempt to predict where things will be which can cause artifacting or fuzziness when you're watching really really high action movies or sports scenes on a broadcast that's not a good bitrate you lose some of the crisp nature of the image well they're coming up with a way to sharpen that up and not lose the fidelity of the frames and when you're panning and scanning so it's going to look sharp and you're not going to lose that because th- you get you get all kind of different things when games or or processing power of the computer or the monitor if it can't keep up with how fast everything's moving you get screen tearing artifacting fuzziness blurriness almost like a pixelization uh, of the image on on live broadcast and this is a very similar idea that they are going to use the previous frames to then give you uh, a, a crisper image in the in the future uh, so in essence, this engine level advancement will help make games both look better and run uh, run smoother. Um, I don't know what just happened with Discord on my computer, but I'm going to keep on going. Uh, hopefully my computer is not crashing. Uh, music sounds fine. Discord legitimately just like closed itself on my computer. Uh, so don't undercut. This is my big takeaway. This is the most important thing uh, that I'm kind of taking away from this. While the benefits of these Unreal Engine updates remain to be seen in action, we can't really see them other than the demo that they put on display of the gameplay. The good news for console owners or would-be buyers of the new consoles is that the engine advancements are not going to immediately undercut brand new consoles in the market. Uh, Often new hardware gets surpassed almost immediately by technological advancements and then performance suffers. One of the most disappointing aspects of game marketing and design for the previous consoles was that resolution and fancy textures and lighting were prioritized over performance and FPS. So they weren't focusing on FPS. They were always talking about resolution. They were always talking about, uh, you know, making things look prettier. And I was always focused on frames per second. I was always thrilled when the marketing for the Xbox Series X and the PS5 started to center themselves more around 
making sure that frames were prioritized. It's clear with the updates to games like God of War and the recent Days Gone port to PC that the previous console generation was grossly holding back so many of the best looking games that released. More and more rumors surfacing about PlayStation games porting to PC means engine updates like the Unreal Engine 5 will help future games for the PS5 and the Xbox Series X not fall flat with respect to performance. More and more folks are going to start to zero in on these being big quality points, and this engine should be there to empower developers to do that. If you like this segment, hit the like button, subscribe and the bell button, and I'll see you in the next live stream. And those of you that are in the live stream, we got more things coming up next. Okay, I think YouTube chat just 100% died during that recording. Is anybody saying anything in YouTube chat? My Discord just completely shut itself down. What on earth happened? I've never seen that before. Did Discord crash on your end? Yeah. Yeah, it totally crashed. We're talking? Okay, YouTube chat's working. Let me try and reopen Discord. Oh, there's an update. Installing updates. See, this used to crash my computer when this would happen. Uh, let's see. Uh, become speaker. Hello. There you go, Discord audio. I don't know what the frick that was. I've never seen that. Forced update this morning? I forgot to, like, every morning close and reopen Discord. That freaked me the frick out. I was like, what is going on? I'm, like, in the middle of a recording... Hello? That was rough. Everything just came back. What do you mean, BMAC? Were you listening in the were you listening in Discord or did something happen with YouTube? It happened to me as well. Was wondering the video went black for me and I had to reset the app. Oh, something did happen here on YouTube as well. What the frick? It happened to me as well, said T Bone. Huh. Video went black for me, said Alex. Okay. Yeah, BMAC is saying he had something happen on YouTube as well. I don't, that was odd. Well, thankfully it didn't crash. The stream died? That is so weird that what happened in Discord affected... YouTube chat's been dying all day for me? I had a constant loading. I even restarted my PC? Huh. Yeah, I mean, we lost some viewers, so it is possible... Uh, something weird happened. Okay, let's check out this poll. Let's check out this poll. One of our stories today is about DualSense haptic controls in Horizon Forbidden West. Uh, Eastern Seaboard net issues all this week. Yeah, it must have been related to that, because yeah, that, that has been happening. Um... Hey, again, we have a great suggested ratio today. Lots of people are clicking on this video from suggested. Uh, if you're enjoying your time today, please click subscribe and the bell button. Uh, we are we are losing m- huge amounts of subs every day, but we're gaining the same amount. So we appreciate all you new subs. Um, it is it is clear it is clear that folks really want me to go back to Destiny, and I'm not doing that. Uh, Experience the sinister depths of Green Hell on PS4 and Xbox One on June 9th. It's the best survival games. What is this? 
Oh, Green Hill will be debuting on June 9th. Check out the latest launch trailer, but it's only launching on old consoles. Green Hill arrived on PC Early Access in August 2018 and successfully launched in September of 2019. Oh, they're moving it to, to, to the console world. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Um, so we, we are glad to have you here. This is a live video gaming channel. Uh, it is a safe for work broadcast, so you can subscribe in confidence. Smash that like button. Uh, we need 26 more likes for 500. When I get back, we'll break down some of these other gaming news segments. So don't go anywhere. While I'm gone, take the poll. Uh, cast your vote over there. Let us know what you think. Uh, the Horizon Forbidden West gameplay uh, reveal is tonight. We'll be breaking that down tomorrow. Uh, what's good, George Smith? Thank you for the $10 chip through Super Chat. I appreciate that so, so much. And if you're like Leonu in chat, honestly, I'm over haptic feedback. All it is isn't his excuse for them to charge more for a controller. Hey, if you think he's wrong or right, all right, throw your hat in the ring on this poll. Use the poll command, cast your vote, leave a comment, and then come back here. I'll be reading through those comments shortly. You might see some ads while I step away. Uh, we don't run a lot of ads on this channel. We even turn off the non-skippables to get you into the live stream as fast as possible. Uh, if you want to support us directly, if you appreciate not having a lot of those ads, you can always hit the join button or use the join command to do a paid membership. As always, uh, we appreciate you guys that lurk, listen, and sub and hang out in the Discord. Even if you're not a paying member, those are other amazing ways to support the channel. I'll be right back.
Okay. All right. All right, we got about an hour left before we want to switch over to gameplay. Mm-mm. And we got almost 100 votes. We got almost 100 votes on this poll. Let's see what you guys have to think. We're going to get into the uh, we're going to get into the news about it in just a second here. James E says not a selling point but looking forward to seeing how they utilize the tech. Um, uh, Horizon Forbidden West uh, gameplay uh, could benefit from the immersion. I mean, I, I think it could benefit from the immersion just because it's not required, but it's cool. You know what I'm saying? Like, why not have a little another touch point of immersion with you know, the tall grass or sneaking or being stealthy, you know? Uh, Himura says, I'm curious about how it's implemented, but I would buy the game even if it wasn't used. Been looking forward to this game since first one came out. Uh, gameplay today has me excited. Yeah, I'm excited about the gameplay today, you know, finally revealing it. Uh, Veter said, next exclusives for PS5s, go use that. Like they did in Miles Astrobot Returnal. It feels so good. It's a new way to immerse you more into a game. Imagine that feeling of pulling a bow on Horizon with dual sense. Um, we'll hopefully do that. I hope they do that. That'd be really, really cool to like add like a bow tension feel. Although I don't like the resistance in the triggers. I like the use of the vibration. I like the their 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 attempt to make it feel like you know you're really you're really there but the the feedback and the triggers is the one thing that i just i did not like like no pun intended it was kind of triggering i was like i why is the why is the trigger stopping halfway down uh they did that for uh they did that for 
Hitman 3, and it was throwing me off. And then in Returnal, half a press is your normal ADS, and a full press is your alt-fire ADS. I mean, that was absolutely messing me up. I had to, You can change it to where you use, like, the bumper for your alt-fire. Um, and I had to do that. It was it was driving me crazy in in Returnal. But I liked the feedback of the vibration and stuff. That I thought was cool. Haptic isn't meant to be this huge deal. It's quality of life, a little feature, something that helps immersion. One of those things you didn't know you wanted until you had it, and then you miss it. Right. Well, and according to this poll, most people don't see it as a selling feature. You know, we've got. We just now crossed over 100 votes. I mean, most folks here right now taking the poll are like, I mean, yeah, it's, it's it's cool, but it's not necessarily a selling point, you know? You're not going to buy a game because it has haptic, you know? You're, you're going to enjoy it maybe when it's there, but you're not necessarily going to... Uh, you're not necessarily going to buy a game because you see haptic... You're like, ah, oh, yeah, dude, I gotta have that. You know what I mean? Um, I think it can make certain games stand out. It can make the platform stand out. It can make the controller stand out, you know? Uh, oh, to be able to turn that. Uh, I hope Haptic will someday be able to be turned off. It's keeping me from buying a PS5. I mean, I'm pretty sure you can turn it off in games that you don't like it. I, do you not have the option? Can you turn it off globally? Right? I don't know. I thought that was something that they let you do. I thought you could turn it off globally. Lordful Mine responded to the poll. Uh, the poll, given the quality of the most recent game releases, this seems a little unnecessary. I would rather have the resources spent on these features put into quality control and bug fixes. I don't care about feeling raindrops through a controller if the game doesn't work. Um, Horizon Phil- for, uh, Horizon Forbidden West will likely not suffer from this problem also the teams in charge of this aren't um, necessarily being pulled from QA or bug fixes you're kind of creating a bit of a false dichotomy it's like internally whoever they put in charge of of the haptic feedback integration or coding it's not like, well, they could have been working on quality control and bugs. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The the rumbling desk. That's pretty funny. You finally ordered the Tron hoodie? Oh, thank you, FastFlex. Uh, yeah, it says here, FastFlex bought one of the zip-up hoodies and one of the mugs uh, and one of the tumblers. Man, FastFlex, you, you, you kind of went crazy today, dude. Thank you. Um, uh, you have it turned off in most games. There's a system setting that lets you turn it off for everything. Oh, there you go. There you go. Helpful information for you. Legendary Skinman says, The haptic controls are next level gaming. Returnal is so awesome controlling it this way. It opens up so many gaming uh, gameplay options. I would say the vast majority of the poll hasn't even tried this yet because it's only on PS5. If they did, the poll would be overwhelmingly yes. Uh, a rumor that Bioshock 4 will be using the Unreal Engine 5. Uh, that's what we talked about today. Um will hopefully utilize it uh, in a dope way. 
That's another that's another Unreal Engine 5 news piece for you that apparently BioShock 4 uh beer's getting thick. I can finally shave it. I was supposed to wear yeah, Hellblade 2's using it. I was supposed to wear this chest monitor until Saturday and it came off today like the stick the stickiness just eventually let go. I almost made it. I mean, you know, 2 days 2 days shy. Um cuz I was supposed to take it off Saturday morning and it fell off this morning so we're, we're, we're gonna you know we're two days shy and I didn't want to trim my beard because I had to take short showers and when I trim my beard I get in the shower and I really like scrub it and let the water rinse all the you know the, the beard shavings off well and then this this would have gotten really wet so obviously I was taking shorter showers and only uh, only letting the water hit my back mostly uh, the polls about selling point it's not a selling point it's a quality of life item but that's your opinion. For some people, it could be a selling point. That's the whole point of the poll. You could say, you just answered the poll. To you, it's not a selling point. It's a quality of life item. To somebody else, nah, it's a selling point, man. It's awesome. I love games that use haptic. You know, I, lo- I want to I wanna see, I want to I wanna see and feel things through the controller, and the haptic controls is, is a way for them to do it. The, 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 haptic, uh, the haptic feedback. Um... Uh. <laughs> got a new joystick today <laughs> uh, that's perfect <laughs> and I uh, I hope you're not joking I hope you're not just memeing that's hilarious that's perfect uh, quality of life can't be a selling point yeah it can you know yeah, it can. For some people, it uh, it can be. It can be a selling point. Um, um, it, uh, it, it it for some people are like, no, I uh, I I want I want the uh, I want that in the game. It it adds it adds to the experience. Razer made an official haptic headset for Xbox years ago, uh, and they just did it through audio. Well, I mean, it, it, but again, I'm not saying that this is the first company to ever do this. I'm just saying it's it's the only controller doing it right now. And once you feel it, there's a lot of people that are gonna say, "Man, I really like I really like the way that feels. It makes it makes for a cool experience that I want to continue to have." You know. Haptic feedback is 100% a selling point of both the PS5 and the PS5 DualSense controllers. It's a feature and a tool, plain and simple. Right. When I play a game that I'm starting at and trying to be immersed into, I don't believe that haptic in a controller is the main focus. I don't think anybody's saying it's the main focus. Right? So, like, there are certain selling points of games that aren't the main focus, but they certainly make you think, oh man, I really want to play that game. Let's say, so that I put a game this morning in the Discord, in the new game lounge. It's called uh, Timesia. I, I don't know if I'm saying that right. Timesia, Thymesia, whatever. Okay. Um, the That game has Souls features in it, right? And for some people, that's not like the main focus but that's a thing that would be a selling point for them they're like oh yes like I love when a game has those features it's a selling point a feature quality of life whatever 
but it's not the main. It's not necessarily uh, the main fo- like the main focal point of the game. Um, even still, even still, it's something that you would enjoy. You'd be like, I'm glad these features are here. Haptic feedback is on by default on the PS5 and in games that utilize it. That means it's how the gameplay and hardware are intended to be used. You can't say it's not important. Well, they could certainly say it's not important to them. They could be like, that's not important to me. It might be important to the games. It might be important to the to the PlayStation 5 or the, or the PlayStation 5 audience, but it's not important uh, to me. You know, for some people, they're just like, they're shrugging at it. That's kind of the whole point of this of, of this poll is when you look at a feature like this, where do you land on it? Is it something that would convince you uh, to spend more? Is it something that would make you, uh, you know, is it a selling point? Is it something that would make you want to own the game? You know. Uh, another response to the poll from T-Bone. I don't feel comfortable spending over $60 on a game just to experience haptic feedback on a controller, but I would buy the game if I could find a PS5 that is. Um, is going to make a lot of folks want that PS5 restock. Yeah, the Horizon Forbidden West gameplay is, is going to add fuel to the fire here. Um... Folks are really, really, really going to want those PS5 restocks, man. Um, the the situation is such a bummer because, like, they're generating all this hype and excitement and then, like, folks are going to be like, yeah, but I can't even get the console. You know what I mean? For the people, and for those people, the option to turn it off exists. I'd say right now, even as an Xbox user, it makes me want the controller just for the haptic feedback. Yeah. I bought a PS5 controller because of the haptics and what developers can do with it. What realistic... I want realistic gun trigger pulls. Want tensions and weight. ETC, you got it. Right, right, right. Um, yeah, battery life issues. I have mine. I never died. And the most I play one game at a time, six to seven hours. I will say I, I have felt like... Um, uh... I have felt like my battery life runs down pretty quickly. Um, aw. If I, I have felt like the PS5 controller does does die quicker. It's like I don't know. It might have been Returnal play sessions where I felt like maybe my battery was dying quicker. Maybe I'm just not accustomed to battery life anymore because my Xbox controller is always plugged in uh, to my PC. You know what I mean? So, another comment on the poll. Being able to feel the pull of the bow and impact of environment sounds like it would be addicting as was Returnal. Uh, should deliver that. The Horizon Forbidden West gameplay should deliver that. I mean, that that seems to be the plan. Um we should probably, since since a lot of the commentary is centering around that, we should probably check out uh, what what they had to say about it uh, in our segment here. Um, what, what we can do this one, we can do this one first. You know, Horizon Forbidden West haptics. We got the details right here from Game Rant, and I do like to record these segments uh, for um, for my other for our other channel here. So. 
Let's hit record. Oh, wait. We want timestamps for the description. We'll go at 319. We'll go at 319. So maybe this will change your mind. Maybe this will change your mind. All right? The the information about how they plan to inter, uh, interweave it in the game. All right? Three minutes and 19 seconds is when we're going to do uh, the timestamp for this one. <coughs> You're late. You are late. We were we were getting ready to mark you tardy. All right. Uh, here we go. Hey, thanks for clicking on the video. We do these little short videos over on my main channel. This one's about Horizon Forbidden West haptic controls. Everybody obviously getting very excited about the gameplay, and this information has many people excited about the DualSense controller on the PS5. If you want to be here for the live shows where I record these, use the link in the description or go to sntrlive.com. So this was reported by GameRant. Horizon Forbidden West's environments were a strong focus in the announcement trailer, which showed thriving ecosystems above and below the water. That's kind of a new thing, being able to swim. Uh, Slowly succumbing to a mysterious threat that is plaguing the land. It makes sense that for a game with a heavy focus on exploration of the various biomes, Guerrilla Games wants them to be as immersive as possible. Studio director Angie Smets has suggested that the haptic technology in PlayStation's DualSense controllers has allowed the developers to do that, allowing players to feel those long grass leaves when they dive into a patch of greenery to hide from foes. So if you've never played Horizon Zero Dawn, we'll be playing it this afternoon on PS5 and uh, showing off the game and as well as breaking down the uh, the gameplay on the main channel. Uh, so if again, if you're watching the recording, you want to be on the main channel for that. If you've not played the game, that's a, that's a heavily, you know, amount of gameplay feature is being in the tall grass and hiding and playing stealthy and if you've used the dual sense haptic controller you know their use of vibration can really really add to the layer of immersion as well as to sneaking clue finding and things of that nature and here's some of the information haptic technology allows the playstation controller to alter the amount of tension in its triggers based on the action the player is performing it is used in great effect in ps5 games like demon souls remake for instance giving players a sense of weight to a weapon by having a heavier sword or axe required a stronger press to swing and bows having tension as the player draws back the string uh and bows could have tension as well in Horizon Zero Dawn. I mean, the game has a lot of combat centering around your bow, uh, as well as some melee. While Smets only mentions grass in her brief comment on the matter, haptic technology would allow for much more immersive traversal across Horizon Forbidden West's varied environments. While haptic technology isn't a brand new invention by Sony, it is interesting to see how games are being developed around it. And also, uh, for those of you that are wanting PlayStation games to come to PC, there's more information coming out about Uncharted 4 potentially coming to PC, rumors about Ghosts of Tsushima and others, and we were always saying, well, Returnal might never come to PC because of the haptic feedback and the DualSense controller technology. However, recently reported here on this channel, Metro Exodus has full dual sense controller update added to it. Now, I wouldn't be surprised if that was done as a test for future games by that developer, as well as all the future planned PlayStation games coming to PC. From their meeting, it has now kind of been leaked 
that PlayStation wants to put more games on PC. So this information about Horizon Forbidden West utilizing it, as well as then other games potentially utilizing it on PC, that doesn't mean it'll hold the Horizon sequel back from PC. Horizon Zero Dawn was successfully ported to PC, little rocky at the start, runs much better now. We are waiting to see if Horizon Zero Dawn ever receives the PS5 update that God of War and Ghost of Tsushima received. At the moment, developers such as Guerrilla Games and Blizzard are using haptic technology. It's exciting news, because that means for gamers, that if you're ready to use that DualSense controller, both on PC and on your PlayStation 5, if you can get one, future games are going to continue to feature that as an immersion point so if you're in the live audience don't go anywhere we got more news for you and if you're watching this on my other channel i'll see you in the next video i forgot to make sure and have the coffee up for the recording because like the commands don't mean anything uh the commands don't mean anything if you're uh if you're if you're not here live PlayStation is also going to put some iconic games on mobile as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ten minutes till the five-hour countdown. That's right. That's right. <laughs> That's right. Um. Uh. So this is what our this is this is this topic is what our you know what our poll was related to. If you clicked on this video for the Unreal Engine information about super about the Unreal uh, Super Resolution. We've already broken that down. So every day of the week, we pick a lead topic and cover that as well as debate it and then have other gaming news uh, peppered throughout the live stream. So if you enjoy live gaming, you know, radio show style podcast uh, streams here on YouTube, be sure to hit the subscribe button and don't forget the bell button if you don't want to miss these streams. Uh, We've got more gaming news as well. Uh, 2K told Gearbox to take crossplay out. Sony apparently told Gearbox to take crossplay features out of Borderlands. I mean, it might have been 2K telling them to do that, but but Pitchford made it sound like it was Sony. Randy Pitchford made it sound like it was Sony that, that pushed for it. Uh, let's see here. He said, Good news or bad news first? Good news, an update for Borderlands 3 has been prepared for release that includes full cross-play support across all platforms. Bad news, for certification, we have been required by the publisher to remove cross-play support for PlayStation consoles. Oh, there you go. He No, Eugene's right. Required by the publisher to remove cross-play support for PlayStation consoles. So it's not on Sony. For whatever... I don't understand why the publisher would be against that. Everyone's blaming Sony, but his tweet literally reads, "We have been required by the publisher to remove crossplay support." Yeah, I don't I don't get that. Um <clears throat> It's Sony they charge for crossplay. Yeah, the publisher probably doesn't want to pay them. I mean, Epic already Epic already went through this with Fortnite. They had to pay for crossplay, and 2K was like, "No, we're not doing that. We're not doing that." It makes sense. It makes sense. Like they don't want to pay that extra money just so people can play with their buds. Um, you know, Sony Sony doesn't doesn't mess around. They do not mess around. Um, 
in 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 that realm. Not at all. They're like, oh, you want crossplay? Okay, you know. You gotta you gotta you gotta pay us, <laughs> you know. And I get it. I get it. You know, they're they're trying to protect. But the thing that kills me is. I said this ages ago. I said this ages ago. The idea that Sony could make money from people on Nintendo, PC, and Xbox by having skins in the Fortnite store with with royalty share. And we literally have that now. There's God of War and Horizon Zero Dawn skins in Fortnite. So Sony is literally making money from somebody on Xbox, Nintendo, or PC buying one of their skins. I open up devs, boycott, and don't pl- and don't pay. You get Sony to change their dumb policy. Yeah, I don't. I don't understand why they've been so short-sighted about it. It's. I don't know. I mean, I guess in their mind, they're not being short-sighted about it. They're they're being money motivated, and they probably have lots of people that uh, don't pay but then when you have someone like Epic that does pay I don't they made a lot they made they made a lot of money off that you know so I don't know the uh, the nature of the discussion always centers around like well they're not being pro gamer and the people are like well Microsoft did it first and then you know Sony has a huge market share and they can kind of afford to do whatever the frick they want. (laughs) They can kind of afford to do whatever the frick they want, but I don't know. Crossplay obviously disrupts their business model. Pay them for that. How does it disrupt their business model? I don't understand. I want that explained to me. I own an Xbox and if I play Borderlands with my buddy on his PlayStation. How does that disrupt Sony's business model? Well, that doesn't make any sense to me. So they think, they think, if crossplay doesn't exist, I'm going to be so motivated to play Borderlands or Fortnite or whatever with my, my, my buddies on PlayStation that I'm going to buy it, that I'll get money from the game, Okay, I don't understand what what. So when I when I play Rocket League or Fortnite on my Xbox with PC players or Switch, PC player, you know, they don't get any money from that. Why should they? We're just playing together. If I own a PlayStation, I play on PlayStation, and I can now buy skins on mobile. Sony loses money. But that's not cross-play, that's cross-save, that's different. That's not cross-play, that's cross-save. I don't understand. When they initially blocked this, and the reason they got so much bad press, is when people went over to the Nintendo Switch and their skins didn't come with them that they had already bought on the PlayStation, right? So I don't don't understand. Cross-play doesn't suddenly mean like, well, because I can play with this guy on Xbox, I'm going to get an Xbox, boot the game up on Xbox, and buy skins on Xbox instead of my PlayStation. 
What? One of my friends used to buy multiple copies of games just to play with certain people. I don't know. I don't know, but it does. Xbox doesn't make money off consoles. Maybe Sony does. When they remodel the slim units, uh, you're going to need PlayStation execs to tell you. So you're saying it disrupts their business model and yet you don't know how it does? Then why are you bothering typing that? You're just accepting that hook, line, and sinker from Sony? It disrupts their business model. How? I don't know. You'd have to ask them. What in the heck? They see it as a potential sell loss. Oh, I read. I, I, I read their exchange with Epic. The idea was... If we represent a certain percentage of play and we don't receive that percentage from micro spending, you're going to you're going to foot the bill. You're footing that bill. Oh, I know. I read the I read the articles. I covered it. I I get it. Their argument is if we make up a certain percentage of the player base, we should also then make up a certain percentage of the purchases. I, I think that logic is flawed. That logic is flawed because there could be whales on the other platforms. Yo, heartless one, I see you buying the tank top with a joystick on it. That's fitting. That's fitting, heartless. I don't know if you're here right now. Uh, they see it as 180,000 extra lines of code. I don't know how it's extra lines of code when, I mean, Epic handled the entire backbone for crossplay, so did the the makers of Rocket League. I don't, you know what I mean? I don't want to sit here and bash Sony. I like my PS5. I like my DualSense controller. I'm excited to cover and play Horizon Forbidden West, an exclusive title to their platform, right? I'm not sitting here trying to bash them, but like, to be like, yeah, it disrupts their business model. And I'm like, well, how? And you're like, I don't know, ask them. I'm like, well, what in the frick? Gameplay's not until this evening. It's in like five hours. It's their business and they want to make as much money as they can. That's what businesses are all about. Crossplay to them obviously disrupts that. Well, no, and I said, I said they're in a position where they can do it for now. They have so much market share and so many consoles in circulation. You're not wrong and I'm not claiming that they shouldn't do it. They're in the position to be like, no, you're you're gonna pay us. You're gonna pay me my money. And and who's gonna stop them? You don't have a right to crossplay. That's a feature that they can choose to block or keep from becoming a reality. It you know. That's they're allowed, you know. That's their choice. It's their platform. It's uh you know it's again it's there it's theirs it's their, it's their platform I mean, they, 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 that's like that's exactly how they can do it I'm not saying that they shouldn't or they can or you know what I'm saying I under, I understand I understand how it works I'm just sitting here saying how does it disrupt their business model that you know what I'm saying you made it sound like you made it sound like there was this it, 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 it's a, it's a disruption, right? It's a disruption. Um, uh, 
Absolutely their choice, 100% agree. My choice is to not do business with them. Right. I just, the language of business disruption or disrupting their business model, I'm like, what the frick? How? Like, yeah. Several years ago, when Xbox 360 was on top, Microsoft was one against cross-play. No one would say or do anything about it because they were on top. Sony's just doing the same thing now. We're in a different world there now, though, William. When Nintendo plays ball? Come on, dude. Get with the times. Back then, it was a clear 1v1 fight between the two. And that was a way for Microsoft to maintain their dominance. Dude, when Nintendo is like, yeah, sure, we'll do crossplay. Come on, man. What, what's, what are we doing here? What, what, what's happening? Get with the program, Sony. Quit living in the past. It's not 20 years ago. It's not 10 years ago. It's now. You're right. You're right. Microsoft was very anti-crossplay when they were the industry leader and they had the market saturation dominance. You're not incorrect in saying that. But what are we, seven years old? They started it. Like, come on. Nintendo's doing it for Pete's sakes. We're in a different world now. I can literally play a game with my nephew on his... He's on his Switch and I'm on my PC. That's unprecedented. Yeah. Come on. Get with it. Get with it. Get with the times. Get with the times. All right. I got I to gotta record another one here. This one's actually related to the thumbnail on the topic today. Uh, Unreal Engine 5 install size. This is going to this is going to have an impact on things, all right? This is going to have an impact on things. Uh, you are potentially going to have much bigger games in the future. Much. Uh, 336 now 30. Here we go. Hey, thanks for clicking on the video. A lot of content information coming about up the Unreal Engine 5. We covered the super resolution feature on my main channel as a lead topic for my live streams. If you want to catch those, use the link in the description or head over to sntrlive.com. Other information coming about about the Unreal Engine 5 install size could have a huge impact on the games that you download or purchase in the coming years for your next-gen consoles. So, this was reported by PC Gamer. The Unreal Engine 5 welcome video treated us to a demo of a bunch of cool features set to come with the early 2022 launch. But, development tools and stunning vistas like those shown come at a heavy cost. And storage is one of those areas that's going to be beaten down the hardest. So, right now... This is a common complaint. Anytime you have to update or download something like Call of Duty, you end up with this massive install size. Takes forever to download. Also takes up a ton of storage space on your device. That problem ain't going away. If anything, it might get bigger. Game install sizes already take the mickey with uh, some real mighty storage hogs around. And just the demo sample project for Unreal 5 Valley of the Ancient, it's 100 gig all by itself. That's not including the 10 gig for the engine itself. With the ability to directly import assets comprised of millions of polygons, anything from ZBrush sculpts to photogrammetry scans, these are fun words, and a host of other super intensive features, it's fair to say the next wave of games are going to eat deep into that precious SSD storage space. Now the good news is for you, 
is that external storage is an option and I would imagine by the time this becomes a problem external storage that is also an SSD will not be uh, hard to get your hands on it won't be so expensive the prices on those have already kind of come down a little bit now obviously we're not talking about chipsets and video cards which is an absurd industry right now uh, in, a, in an absolute overmarked <laughs> overbaked thing because of the demand but the actual external hard drives are likely to become in demand in the future so if you're anticipating this being a problem I would I would maybe buy an SSD external now if you can get one at a good price because in two or three years, they may be harder to get your hands on, or maybe the price will go up because more and more consumers want them. Back when Unreal Engine 5 was first announced, we spoke to some developers about their thoughts on the engine, and one of the prevailing topics that came up was install sizes. Install sizes are gonna go up on these games. That's good and bad. That means the games will be bigger and cooler and awesome, awesomer, but you're gonna take up way more space on your hard drive. So, Stephen Kick of uh, Night Dive Studios had this to say, The only drawback I see is exponentially increasing the install size of the game, which even now is nearing 100 gig or more for some titles. If 100 gig seems like a lot, you're likely to maybe even see install sizes surpass that in two or three years. Again, the good news is it's going to take a while for some of these games to land. We already know Hellblade 2 is being built in Unreal 5. Rumors about the next Bioshock are being built in Unreal 5. Coalition announcing that once they're done delivering everything for Gears 5, they're going deep down into the caverns of development to switch everything over to Unreal 5, which pretty much means the next Gears will be built in UE5. This means these games are going to land and be some of the first to display those large install file size take-ups. So you're going to want to think about that when you're buying your PS5 or your Xbox One Series X as a way to prepare. Those of us that own PCs, obviously, you tend to have a little bit more storage on those. And again, it's not hard to expand it. So good news about Unreal 5, but it's kind of coming at a cost. As always, if you want to catch these live, head over to sntrlive.com and I'll see you in the next video. The Logitech C920 Pro is $65. Oh, they're doing like a sale right now. Mm-mm. Who at the marketing goes, let's do a five-hour tease of four-hour looping wildlife camera shots of the game for the gameplay reveal. Yeah, I don't know why you would do a countdown that's that long. Um, you ever hear about too much of a good thing? <laughs> that's an expression for a reason. That's an expression for a reason. Okay, I'm just going to do the next one so I have time to eat. Um, We're trying to maybe start spacing these out so that way you guys have more time to discuss them if you want. But uh, I need to eat and we need to boot up Horizon Zero Dawn on the PS5 to take a look at it and express my disappointment that it hasn't received an update yet. We're hoping that changes maybe even today. Maybe even today they uh, they decide to push out an update or announce an update to make Horizon Zero Dawn run better on the PS5 as they did with Ghost of Tsushima and uh, God of War and others. So. <clears throat> hey, 
Hey, thanks for clicking on the video. This one's going to be about Far Cry 6 gameplay that is happening today. Well, probably today when this gets uploaded or tomorrow whenever you uh, watch this or whenever you decide to upload it. It has been officially announced that on Friday, May 28th, there will be a Far Cry 6 gameplay reveal. Long awaited as this title has gone through a lot of teasers, announcements. There was recently a teaser image that came out. There were some articles speculating about how much in common this would have with the other Far Cries like New Dawn and Far Cry 5. Uh, And PC Gamer reported here that Far Cry 6, the upcoming new addition to Ubisoft's long-running open-world shooter series, is set in the fictional Caribbean nation of Yara, whose people are up in arms against its ruler, Anton Castillo, portrayed by Giancarlo Esposito. Now, if you recognize that name, you should. Giancarlo Esposito is absolutely brilliant. He played Gus Fring in Breaking Bad. And he was recently uh, recognized and excited to see his portrayal as Moff Gideon in The Mandalorian. So Giancarlo Esposito is a big snag for a game that hasn't quite had a central figure as good as Vaz since Vaz in Far Cry 3. Now we had Pagan Min. I thought he was pretty good. I don't think he was in it enough. Uh, I don't think he was in it enough. And then obviously Far Cry 5 kind of brought things back around with really good central characters and villains and speeches and whatnot. So very excited to see what Giancarlo brings to the role. Now you are a revolutionary named Danny Rojas and you will join in the uprising aided by a wiener dog in a wheelchair named Chorizo. Uh, That's not particularly relevant to the broad narrative overview, but come on, just look at this little guy. I've I've not even seen the pictures of the little guy. Uh, in the wheelchair. Now, in terms of actual gameplay, Far Cry 6 remains something of a mystery, uh, but you're going to get your first proper look Friday, May 28th in a live stream set to begin at 9.30 a.m. Pacific or 12.30 p.m. Eastern. Now, we plan to cover this on the main channel, sntrlive.com or youtube.com slash say no to rage. Those will all bring you to my main channel. And we're planning to cover that gameplay when it happens. Instead of booting over to uh, a video game, we'll boot over and check that out uh, to see exactly what it looks like. Now, Ubisoft has suggested that there will be a focus on verticality in Yara's capital city of uh, Esperanza in a complete game. Oh, it's a complete game changer and maybe even a bit Assassin's Creed-like. Now, when you hear verticality, that's the first thing a lot of people think of. They think of games like Assassin's Creed, where you are scaling buildings, and I really liked in Assassin's Creed, I forget the name of it now, it literally just left my head, the one in London, uh, where the syndicate, where you could use the rope launcher. They wanted to alleviate some of the tiresome verticality in climbing buildings. Apparently, they are bringing some of that to Far Cry Six, And here is a description from narrative director Navid uh, Kavari. Being able to run across rooftops, use back alleys, fight against some of the toughest opponents in the game in this setting, I think is really unique and fresh, and it completely changes the way the game feels. So I'm always excited to see this game reinvent itself to a certain extent. I don't want it to be completely reinvented though. We we do want to see the traditional sort of Far Cry feel. This is a little bit different though. We're not trying to get off of an island. We're not some random guy thrown into a crazy situation. We are a revolutionary. We are fighting against 
uh, Anton Castillo, and that's going to also be a bit of a change in tone. So, looking forward to covering this and watching it with you guys, and as always, thanks for watching videos here on the Shorts channel. Hit subscribe here or head over to the main channel, and I'll see you in the next video. Do, do, do. The word chorizo did call to me. Yeah. Yeah. Chorizo. Hmm? Oh, these strawberries are so good. My family went strawberry picking a couple days ago, and holy moly. They are so good. Mm. Mm hmm. You are still on an island. Sorry, I meant like you're not like trying to get off of an island. Assassin's Creed Chorizo is the next game. the ability to play as Chorizo in a wheelchair right Sonic Origins announced for next year be worth it for three alone die for chorizo 
Portugal has the best chorizo in the world. Uh, Takashi says, anyone in Tokyo, I can take you to a very good handmade chorizo. There you go. Guys, we are going to be heading to do some Horizon Zero Dawn PS5 gameplay in just a moment. In anticipation of the of the new game. Yeah, there was Sonic News release. They did a thing today. my first gaming system ever my dad had a coleco vision <clears throat> he had a coleco vision and then we got a regular nintendo we had um we had a we were a nintendo family basically You can't at Takashi. Takashi. Yeah. No idea how long to learn how to read your name. I just remember that that's his name. Takashi. Your accent the second half, I think. What was your first sale phone? <laughs> My parents had one of those little black... Um, little uh, black like flip phones it was a Motorola so Outriders just emailed me and said uh, continue your journey and then it's got my stats, top class, trickster. What? Most used weapon, most used skill, twisted bullets. That must be my PC stats. I had never played Horizon Zero Dawn, bought it for PC, requested a refund within an hour. The port's terrible, 
So many graphical bugs. Well, they fixed all those issues, Bada. They fixed all of them. I would be playing it on PC, but everybody right now is searching for it. They want to see PS5 gameplay. Because in anticipation for Forbidden West, I think people want to see what the game looks like on PS5. So I'm kind of playing the... um, I did my keyword research. And... uh, Unfortunately, it's capped at 30 FPS on PS5. You were playing it 10 minutes ago? Wait, you... You just were playing it today and it was having issues. Uh... Guys, we had six merch sales today. Heartless bought two of the tank tops (laughs) with the joystick on it. I'm going to want pics of these shirts. I want to see. We had somebody put the microphone picture in. I want to see what they look like. I want to see what they look like once you guys get them. You don't have to, like, model them. But we want to see what the merch quality looks like. I mean, obviously, if you're, you know, as good looking as Hex, we want to see a modeled picture. So, you know, if you find, you better be posting model pictures in our Discord. Uh, but we I'm more interested in what it looks like as far as print quality and the fabric because the teespring stuff I always ordered was always really really good everything was blurry graphics were on ultra I swore that people said that it had gotten all those issues had gotten fixed huh all right so here's the thing YouTube should redirect you okay it should redirect you now i say should because it's it doesn't work consistently okay so i'm gonna put a link in chat to redirect you if you're watching on like youtube tv or something it'll be the new featured video on this channel so if you have to like back out and go to my main channel you can do that as well so the link in chat will take you over if you want to check out the beginning of horizon zero dawn uh, on PS5, that is what we are doing right now, and I will see you over there. Again, use the link in Discord. Uh, I'm sorry, use the link in chat, or it should redirect you, and if not, it should be the new featured video on my main channel page, okay? I'll see you guys over there. <laughs>